Hover.com, everybody. Domain names made simple. Log on to Hover.com, type in the promo code LOON to save 10% off your next domain name purchase, everybody. Strap on your shit kickers. The LunaticRadio.com show begins right now. This is Big D from Richmond, Kentucky, and I am Lunatic Radio. This is Bert from Seattle, Washington, and I am Lunatic Radio. This is Chris from Tampa, Florida, and I am Lunatic Radio. Hey, I'm Ace from Orange County, and I am Lunatic Radio. Hey, this is Elizabeth from Chicago. How are you guys doing? And I am Lunatic Radio. This is in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I am LunaticRadio.com. Fucking this is Lunatic Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the LunaticRadio.com show. Kier Rock hanging out with you, broadcasting live from New York. Yo! Thank you to the good people at Hover for uh, their sponsorship of the GFQ Network. Email us at the show, lunaticradio.com, Drunkle Hotline, 206-202-LUN, that's 206-202-5666, that's 666. A lot to do on today's radio program, hot nope. day in New York. Uh, movie producer Larry Maestrich scheduled. scheduled to come on the program. But now that you said it, that means you'll probably cancel. And uh, Steve-O. Who's on a flight from L.A. to New York right now? He's in the air. He's he has, coming in studio. He is. Uh, he's going to get off the plane and check in with us. That's that's the uh, plan. Uh, there we go. He was at the movie awards last night. Rock? Did you see? Oh, him? really? The big MTV movie awards. I missed it. Which is a pointless thing. No, it's not. Like, no, it, it really is because the awards itself kind of dragged down the show. Like, I watch that show to see the skits and whoever's performing or the little, um, you know, tape things they do, uh, production bits they do. I don't watch it for the speeches and the people who are going to get awards for the best line in a movie, you know, over the last four months. I don't know what the awards really are. Best kiss and uh, best action scene and this. I don't care about the awards. The awards of the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah kind of dragged the movie awards down but, but without I, them you wouldn't have then I know. The, the circus that is the awards you see how that works yeah but maybe they just should do like a celebration of the people they promote from their network show 
I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just you know. Obviously, there's no way of getting around it. If you're gonna have a movie award show, you got to give out awards. But I'm just saying that the awards itself during the broadcast kind of drink bring down the broadcast because I literally don't care to see the girl from Twilight eight times except an award. Like and and by the way, if you watch the MTV Movie Awards last night, it's pretty much a repeat. Of the last two years, because it's just Twilight after Twilight, Twilight Award. Twi- we get it. We get it. They're fucking wolves. <laughs> and the broad barely knows how to, you know, other than when she was on, uh, uh, you got a script in front of her. She has no personality whatsoever. I don't know who that girl is, but she is a, 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 the most boring chick I've ever met. I haven't even met her. She's the most boring girl in the you history of girls. Boring. That girl is so boring. I don't even How know boring is she? Uh, about as bo- boring as, I don't know, something that's boring. She's fucking boring. Improv skills, spot on. As pretty as she is and as talented as an actress she might be, I've never seen her act in anything. That girl is boring. Holy crap. How are you like an A-list actor and just a complete bore? All right, I'll step back from that. Robert De Niro, <laughs> he is pretty boring, dude. But, you know, come on. I mean, how do, you, how do you make a living, you know, acting or something like that in entertainment? Kristen Stewart? Kristen Stewart is the most boring actress I've Look, ever seen her, in my even life. Even her picture looks boring. Even her picture on IMDb, she looks like she's kind of falling asleep. She makes, like, uh, I don't know, Janine Garofalo look appealing. Wow! Just because Janine Garofalo at least has a personality. I know she looks like, a, you know, something that should be in the Bronx Zoo, but... And she smokes weed all the time. I get it, Janine. You're funny. You're yeah, right. you're catchy. You're hipster. You're 48. <laughs> Go away, please. Enough with your pads on stage, right? <laughs> Can you fucking at least think about something to just go off the cuff for once, Janine? I don't know why I'm getting into a tangent right, about so But that can... girl, Kristen Stewart from uh, Twilight, and sure. a new movie coming out is the Twilight, and the Twilight Saga is uh, Breaking Dawn, I guess. Breaking. So what were the other ones? Like, it's nighttime? The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part one and part two. What happened? What were the other two? Eclipse. Uh, Are they going back? Twilight. Twilight? Yeah. Although she played Joan Jett in The Runaways. Did you see The Runaways? Is it ever afternoon time in these movies? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Is it ever like 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Twilight, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Coming in August. No, that just... No, no nothing? No, no. I, don't think, I don't think Twilight, the name, has anything to do with the actual time of the day. No? I mean, technically, yes, it, you would think. Well, to be honest with dusk. you. Dusk. I don't think it has to do with how dusk. M- how many werewolves do you see hanging out at the 7-Eleven at 1 o'clock in the afternoon? None, right? No, no. And if I was a it's werewolf, true. I probably wouldn't be hanging out at Seven Eleven. You know. And of course, now MTV is bringing out Teen Wolf. Now are they're, they? They're bringing back Teen Wolf. I don't know the the wolf. Find another animal, you assholes. Is a wolf an a uh, wolf is an animal? But like, is that? Con- yeah, I guess it's considered. I was thinking from like you know, in its in its science. What is with ways. the? What is with the fascination with werewolves? Well, Dracula, Frankenstein. Yeah, what? This is part of our culture. This is the. This is. Um, we haven't had enough of it yet. No, these are these are great stories of of lore. You know what's annoying? If I may it, use lore in a sentence. You know what's annoying as you get older, and this is, I notice this because I'm not old, but you know, you, I'm a little bit older than I was when I was young. Oh, here right? we go. Here we go. This is young whippersnappers <laughs> moment of the here, show. Here comes the get off my lawn moment <laughs> yeah. of the show. It's like we're. 
you look back, you, like the things that are hot are crap you've already seen. You know what I mean? Like we we had like when Rock and I were younger, we had a Teen Wolf. We saw that, and we had the werewolf thing. Give me a keg of beer. But now they're going to make it drama-ish, which just kills it, too. And we had the Batman, and then there's the new Now there's the new Batman. And, yeah. I mean, and even when our, our parents were kids, they had the Batman. They must have got annoyed with it, you know? There is no lore in Twilight. There is no vampires in Twilight. No vampires? In, what is in Twilight? There's wolves. The wolves. Just abs and wolves? Abs and wolves. Abs and dogs and a, an a adult of a chick. So basically, it's a Harry Kieran McCann. Yeah. Riveting crap. I hope at some point... <laughs> I hope at some point those kids with the abs that turn into wolves just take dumps on front lawns. I hope that's a scene in the movie. So basically, wait, Twilight is you werewolf, and me combined. A werewolf. Abs will hair. A, a werewolf has to take a dump at some point. Do they never? They don't show the reality of it. It's just all the sex. You and, never see reality in movies. Yeah, but there should be like when one of those uh, Robert Pattinson guys turns into whatever he turns into, he should have to take a shit as an animal. Those fuckers shit like crazy. They do. How many cats in the... And they pee a lot, too. They gotta clean the territory. Yeah. So is it like ever... You ever see Robert Pattinson as a werewolf taking a piss on a tree? At some point? (laughs) You know, it's been three movies. We haven't seen that. Do these dogs ever piss or shit? They have to, though, right? Right? I guess. Be realistic, Twilight, you pricks. Yeah, these... And, and, And cast another girl with a personality, for Christ's sake. There's plenty of pretty girls out there. You can drive down uh, any freaking street in, in New York, in the metropolitan New York area, and find an amateur actor who's hot who will play that b- part better than that uh, Alina Christensen or what the hell her name is. Uh, yeah, Kristen pretty, Stewart. Kristen Stewart. She reminds me. She get the, there was a girl that was in The uh, the Human Centipede. I, I, I watched it the other day. I, I, no, I didn't watch it. I browsed through it in Netflix. That's what I call my cock, by the way. <laughs> First cock joke of the... The movie stinks! And what? the only reason why I watched it was because South Park uh, made fun of it. Mm. And uh, the guy I work with, he, he told me that it's actually spoofing the movie The Human Centipede. I had, like, no idea. Did, mm. you, did you even hear about it? No. It came out in 2009. And the girl, 2009? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but apparently the, the gist of the movie is this crazy German scientist abducts these two women and this Japanese dude, and he actually, what he does is he attaches the woman's mouth to the guy's ass, and then the other woman's mouth to the girl's ass, and they form a line. And part of the, <laughs> and part of the process was they actually... The, the guy shits and then it goes into where Matt, like it's supposed to be like the whole process. Dude, I'm in. <laughs> where do I get my ticket? Do you want to go to the multiplex after this? Is it in the theaters? On Netflix, the movie stinks. But the whole point I brought this up was that girl could have done a better job than Kristen Stewart. Yeah. To be honest with you. The worst yeah, the movie. St- oh, just it honestly, it's still, I, it was like five days ago, which still aggravates me. Yeah. And I only browsed through it. The Twilight thing is ridiculous and the, and the kids love it and it's like, if you watch the MTV Movie Awards, which were last night, um, literally, it's a repeat of the last two years because pretty much the majority of the awards they gave out were to those three actors. Kristen Stewart, the uh, Mexican-looking kid, and the, the, the kid that looks... What, Pedro from the, Napoleon Dynamite? And Rob, Robert Pattinson, who looks heroin chic, which, come on, lose the look. It's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. 
Come on, dude. It's ridiculous. It's just... I don't get it. In his defense, he wasn't bad in that circus film with uh, the shithead of Broad... Uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. She stinks. Who, who was at the... Uh, oh, she was there? She, yeah, the, she she got the like the the Lifetime Achievement or something award. Did she? She's freaking 35. Fuck that shit. Is she even 35? She might even be younger than that. She's 35 years old. <laughs> And and if you can look it up, Robert Pattinson had the only f bomb dropped on the uh, movie awards last night. Apparently, the bleep guy was uh, drinking too many beers and he missed the f bomb. He actually bleeped the word after the f bomb that Robert Pattinson dropped during the Reese Witherspoon. Um, I don't know. Uh, you're the best actors ever. Fucking speech thing. Makeup. Oh, no. It's part of my job. We can't. We can't look shit up. Yeah, you can't. Really, can't look shit up. Just, uh, just trust us. <laughs> the MTV Movie Awards were. Uh, yeah, just you know, I, I don't. Yeah, what I'm What's saying. What's wrong with it? I, I, I love. I love watching them because yeah. I love the skits and I love. Sure. I love watching the performances, even when it's guys I don't even like. I like the production that MTV puts on. They put on good shows, good award shows, but their awards absolutely mean nothing. They really do. The thing about the movie awards is that the awards actually slow down the actual broadcast. They slow it down. But you need the awards, otherwise you don't have an award show. Because you get an actor without a personality like Kristen Stewart getting up there, accepting an award that absolutely means nothing. Right. (laughs) And she's not that excited about it. And she's got no personality. If she got up there naked, that might be something. Right, right. But she doesn't. That doesn't happen on MTV. And then you got Robert Pattinson that gets up there who literally just wants to give you the model face. Right. He really doesn't want to talk because they don't want to ruin his model face. He's, look. The, he's the real Zoolander. We get it, dude. You're wearing makeup and you look like you've been on heroin for seven Actually, years. Rachel brings up a good uh, comparison. Which well, not comparison, but what would you rather take, Twilight or Harry Potter? Which, which movie series would you rather be stuck watching? That's, That's a tough, tough one. That is because, tough. You know, I would go with Twilight just based on the fact that the girl's a little bit hotter. But she's boring as fuck. She's boring as hell. So I might go with the other one because, you know. She, the, the kid, he's a little twinkish. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go away from the ebbs. I'm going to go with Harry Potter. All right. You know? All right. Because that's got a little scariness to it. The boy in the stick. That's yeah. where Kieran's going. I'm going to go with the boy in the stick instead of the dogs that never shit on lawns. <laughs> That's what, the, that's what these movies should really be called. <laughs> the werewolves that never actually shit. <laughs> that should be the next movie, Twilight. We are werewolves that never actually shit. I've always wondered that about films while I'm watching a movie. I always look beyond the film itself for, to the real reality of it. And things like that. It's like, when do they have time to go to the bathroom? Like, when do they have time to sleep? You know, it's like if somebody's chasing you, like if you're watching like Scream or mm. something like that, and like, you know... People are dying. Do you actually sleep? Do you do you actually? Because I wish you like the next morning they're in bed. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're actually sleeping. Yeah, how do you catch? Yeah, your fucking you, friends are all dead, and you're, you're sleeping. Right. Yeah. Like for scream example, if like there's a mass murderer killing teenagers, and you're a high school kid, uh, the literally the shock should be of not you waking up in the morning. Like, hoping to get through the day without getting slaughtered. Right. It should be a shot of you watching infomercials as the sun's rising. Right. Because you're not sleeping. I would be freaking out. Exactly. some dude crawling through uh, windows all the time in my town. Fuck that. Like, and I also, <laughs> the other thing. It's like, when, when when you see these kids running away from the killer, do they ever have to go to the bathroom? I'm always, yeah. like, I'm like, like, what if, like, Nev Campbell... Was like on her way to the bathroom, yet boom, here comes the killer busting through the front door. What is going on? Is she like, oh, is she thinking about crapping? 
at that point, or she's running away? Is that going to prohibit her from getting away from the killer? That actually, right. that actually brings up another good it point. It makes movies fun to watch because they're really kind of lame now. If you really think about the reality of the per- the character in the movie, like the, you explore the reality and the, yeah, it makes them fun to watch. There's actually I'm a, with you. another movie I just saw that actually they do, they do actually bring that up and it's called Frozen and I just saw it the other day on Netflix if you want to see. I'm just doing, uh, you know, all these movies that I've been watching on Netflix, but they were stuck on a, on a lift at a, at a, um, at a, a ski lodge. They were stuck on it. Love those old ski movies, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, she had a pee. And and they showed an obscure, like, up-close shot of her crotch. Yeah. And if you just walked into the room and you saw this, you probably wouldn't have guessed at first it was, like, some chick's crotch. And then all they show, and they show her, like, pissing. You know, so, <laughs> so apparently, you know, they, some movies do. That's a movie being realistic. So right if you if you get off on women peeing in their, in their jeans, go watch Frozen. Yeah. Running from a killer with diarrhea. You're not getting away from the killer. See, some movies should show that because that's a different dynamic added to a horror film. Yeah, you never see that in a movie, like like in a horror film. Like, but you all of a sudden you have a you have you have a bad case of the tummy aches. Yeah, no one ever has diarrhea when they're getting chased by uh, yeah the know. guy with the fucking screen mask on. Who, by the way, was an awful killer because he ran into shit all the time. Literally shit. No, no, literally like ran into oh. cabinets and well, crap. Because you're wearing a mask, you know. It's not like- well, take it off, buddy. You'll be more but better. Then they'll know who people. he is. All oh, right. <laughs> well, go in there looking like Kiss. You know, paint your face. Oh, there you use go. those eyes. Or just do the old-fashioned uh, pantyhose on the head. I yeah. used to do that back in college. Pantyhose I, on the head? No. I, <laughs> I put a scream mask. I used to wear it around. Why? I used to rampage dorm rooms and stuff. Panty raids? Panty like, raids. Like Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> no. I didn't do that, but I did have a scream mask. For some reason, I thought it was cool. Uh, the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, yeah, uh, Reese Witherspoon. This is the only audio I have from it. Oh, great. Of her? Yeah, she, she's talking. She actually had a little moment last night. She was talking about uh, how uh, the the ladies of uh, Hollywood shouldn't uh, be taking pictures of their own crotches with their faces in the picture. <laughs> wow, words of wisdom coming in from Reese. Here's, uh, here's Reese uh, accepting some award. Apparently, she's uh, cool or something. <laughs> I just want to say to all the girls out there, like, I know it's cool to be bad. I get it. All right, it's cool to be bad. But um, it's also possible to make it in Hollywood without a reality show. And, um... Oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. She said what everybody uh, was thinking. (laughs) She's an asshole. and you hit it under your bed. And, um, like, if you took naked pictures of yourself on your cell phone, you hide your face, people. Like, Wait, who is she? Uh, hold on. Who is she actually outside of, like, Vanessa Hutchins? Who else lately has it been? Paris Hilton, uh, Kim Kardashian. Oh, oh, oh so she's not She's not talking... Blake immediate. Lively. I guess she's... Uh, she's do you want me to go on and on? Well, Lindsay Lohan. I thought she meant something, like, specifically, like, recently, somebody or some people. Mm. Because I Rihanna. remember uh, Dane Cook. <laughs> Dane Cook referenced Vanessa Hutchins. Britney recently. Spears. Yeah, I guess. Oh, so she, well, she's covering a long period of time. Who is she talking about? I don't know. I, just, I didn't know if she was talking about someone specifically recently. Because Dane Cook, as I just said, was referencing Vanessa Hutchins. So I wasn't sure if she was referencing somebody specific or she was just, you know. Well, just the broads in general. So was she jealous? What are they taking her gigs? Or maybe she sucks at acting. How about that, uh, Reese? I think she's thinking she's 35 years old. Fuck, I wish I could could do that when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's totally possible 
so for all the girls out there, it's possibly Big Good Girl. I'm going to try and make it cool. Mm, yeah, well, not that good. I mean, we'll love the uh, Good Girl thing, but, you know. Uh, Is she married recently? I like actually calling a uh, bad girl Good Girl in bed. <laughs> so Nice. That's as good as you're gonna get. Is she married, Reese? Uh, she was married to that dude, and then she, I think she, uh, I think she banged somebody after that. And then he wanted to make, make a sex tape, and she's like, nope. So we left. She was married to that guy, that, uh, Philippi guy, wasn't she? Ryan Philippi? Ryan Philippi? Joey Philippi? Probably pulls mad ass, that guy. She was, she was married po- post, post Rachel, our, uh, our inside edition informer. Yeah, she married some other guy now, I think. I think she's right. married. So she's a married. She's, yeah. Uh, but, Whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, the person who should have been listening to uh, Anthony uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon's uh, oh. speech last night is Anthony Weiner. Segway alert! The congressman, which would have been a great segue if I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> the congressman from New York. I don't know if he's Republican or Democrat. I think he's Democrat, but who gives a shit? He is a uh, he's a liar, <laughs> and apparently the Weiner was lying all uh, last week about. Uh, you know the twit pic that he posted on uh, on Twitter, saying he didn't post it. He was hacked, and somebody else posted it from the opposite political spectrum, trying to hammer his, trying to get him out of office, or trying to poke fun at him because his name's Weiner. Of course, uh, and uh, you know, obviously Weiner was you know trying to cover it up, cover it up, cover it up after numerous interviews with Fox News and MSNBC and Wolf Blitzer of, of all people. Uh-oh. Who Wolf Blitzer? You know you're. In some deep shit. When you got Wolf Blitzer sitting in your office, holding up a picture of your penis to your face going, is this your penis? Unless it was Wolf's personal collection, then obviously it's a different conversation that's being had. (laughs) Yeah, well, but, you know, obviously Anthony Weiner was trying to cover it up, and he went through all sorts of avenues trying to say he's, you know, he didn't say it wasn't him last week, but he said that he didn't post the picture. Which we all knew from jump was a complete lie. Right. Being a guy, I know that's a lie. It's just a dumbass for but putting why it on would Twitter. He Twitter. Yeah, I, I think it's just stupidity. I think what it was is that he was probably thinking he was sending it as a private message, but he screwed up at some point on his BlackBerry mm. or whatever he was doing it on, or from his laptop, and he posted it publicly. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know if you can even send private images via messages on Twitter. I've never... Images on Twitter? Can you send that yeah, privately? Yeah, I still could know. I, oh, yeah, actually, I don't know. But I know, like, I was just thinking, because if you put, like, lewd photos, you got to use, like, some sort of photo service, and the photo service usually, you know, blocks those kind of photos, those indecent photos. You know, if you use, like, what is it, like, Ypick or some shit like that. Mm. It was supposed to be a private message sent to a college student coming in from the chat room. College so he student. was he was sending... I guess he was sending a private message on Twitter, which is retarded. You should, do, I mean, you should only send private messages or pictures of your cock, but don't ever send pictures of your cock because really, girls really don't even care to see them. Yeah. To be honest with you, they don't yeah. care. They just yeah. want you to type in. In person is one thing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're going to do that, it should be through somebody who have their phone number on your cell. You know, you should never do it via a Facebook or a Twitter or a MySpace or anything like that. So he he did this. He screwed up. It posted on his profile, and then he instantaneously posted on his Twitter that he was hacked. And he spent the whole week trying to deny it, deny it, deny it that it was him. And right. 
And what happened today, Rock? We all knew it. I mean, I called it eight times last week that he was lying. The old backpedal routine. And he had uh, the press conference, which took place today. And let's hear from Anthony. What, what do you have to say, Anthony? I came here to accept the full responsibility for what I've done. I, I am deeply regret- regretting what I have done, and I am not resigning. I have made it clear that I accept responsibility for this, and people who draw conclusions about me are free to do so. I've worked for the people of my district for 13 years and in politics oh, for 20 crap. years. And You know what? This isn't the beginning. The beginning is the perfect... In the beginning of the press conference, he literally goes right into like he doesn't even it, within three words he's like yes I posted the pictures. <laughs> you know, back it up. He literally it, it, is it always at the beginning? It's at the beginning. It's a zero. Right. Let's see what he says. I'd be glad to take any questions that you might have. No, this is not it. This is not the beginning. He does a whole, he does a whole monologue. Oh, unfortunately, I thought we had it. How? Oh, damn it. Well, he went into, like, in, in his press conference today, uh, by the way, which was headed. Anthony Weiner was supposed to have just a press conference by himself, but this Andrew Breitbart, who Rock and I, uh, when we talked about Blog World last week and how the keynote speech thing stunk, Andrew Breitbart was a major part of why that keynote speech that Rock and I sat through stunk, like, right. the, whole, the high heaven. We can't, even, we can't even articulate how much that keynote speech at Blog World stunk, but... Andrew Beatbart, the guy we watched, is the guy who had the photos of Anthony Weiner when he was posting them all over the net. Go figure. So he ambushed Anthony Weiner's press conference today before Weiner got there uh, talking about the pictures that he posted and saying that he has another one in his possession that is completely X-rated, meaning it's a cockpit of Anthony Weiner. Jeez. So Anthony Weiner comes on. And does this whole monologue and gets right to it, like uh, like a, like a kickoff in a football game, and the guy runs it back for a touchdown within two seconds. Anthony Weiner goes, "All right, I took the pictures. I uploaded them. It wasn't my it was of my penis. I took the picture. I sent it to this chick in Seattle. This and that and the other thing." By the way, I feel for you, buddy. Um, yeah, so he gets right to it, and then. A reporter, after he's done with his monologue, he takes questions from reporters. And one of the reporters asks him, she goes, all right, a rumor out there is that uh, there's an X-rated picture of you. Right. Would you be able to dispute it? And he goes, no. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, I'm not resigning. Which, Do you want to hear it? That, yeah, right, here it is. Let's this is the this. beginning. Let's see if this, we'll this is the beginning. It, the beginning of the press conference is great. If you've been following this story. clear up some of the questions that have been raised over the past 10 days or so and take full responsibility for my actions. At the outset, I'd like to make it clear that I have made terrible mistakes that have hurt the people I care about the most, and I am deeply sorry. I have not been honest with myself, my family, my constituents, my friends, and supporters, and the media. Last Friday night, I tweeted a photograph of myself that I intended... (laughs) To send as a direct message as part of a joke to my, a woman in Seattle. My underscore dick.jpg. Once I realized I had posted By the way, Twitter, wait, a joke? This sounds like me doing a press conference at least five years from now. <laughs> if I ever get off this radio show, 
and do something else. Oh, why? Why does it have to do the radio? Oh, well, just, you know, to be honest with you, if I got caught, if there's like dick pictures out there of me, I don't really give a crap. I do radio. Why would I care? I took it down and said that I had been hacked. I then continued with that story to stick to that story, which was a hugely regrettable mistake. This woman was unwittingly dragged into this and bears absolutely no responsibility. I am so sorry to have disrupted her life in this way. To be clear, the picture was of me, and I sent it. <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, how many lies did he tell last week? He was trying to avoid it, you know? He just didn't... He, God, what an idiot. Because he, he, he realized he did a stupid, stupid thing. And he, oh, and yeah. He had, and you know. you know what? You know what? I'm looking at this going, this guy should lose his spot. He says he's not resigning this and that, right? Right. And uh, I think if last week he just fessed up, up to it right off the bat, I actually think he would have resigned because the, no one would have cared, right? The, no, no one would have got to know Anthony Weiner over the last week because we got to know him. Like we, we got to know Weiner. We got to know Weiner a little bit. We got to know the personality of Weiner. We got to see him get angry. We got to see him. We just got to know him a little bit, right? Yeah. There was that congressman not too long ago who sent a picture to some chick uh, with his shirt off, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't get a chance to know him, and he resigned right away. Right, right. That's that. That was his. He's like, oh shit, that picture's out. I'm resigning. Boom. Anthony didn't, even though he was lying. He, we, we went a week, yeah. and we got to know him a little bit. We gave him countless interviews, and I think. He might actually get away with this and not have to resign because the people are are there's some deluded motherfuckers out there that are gonna go you know what give the guy a break right 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 just but he did was cheating on his wife yeah, he fucked up and, big though. and he and he's been holding up these relationships for more than three years with multiple <laughs> women Jesus yet I don't think he's gonna have to resign I don't think the public's gonna make unless that X-rated photo. Is sent out. If there's a, if you're a congressman and you have a naked picture of your penis, just yeah, you're, you're done. done. You're done. So if he doesn't resign, this is my guess. If he doesn't resign, that photo, if it's out there, is gonna be leaked, and then he's gonna resign. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, no, I, I believe that. I believe that. I'd be curious to uh, see what happens. This caused my wife Huma and our family. Stop crying, asshole. You don't care about your wife. My constituents, my friends, supporters, and staff. This guy's just, you know why this guy's crying, by the way? Get a point this out. You know why this guy's crying? Because he's going to lose his career. He knows it. That's why he's crying. He doesn't care about his wife. He doesn't care about his kids. He just knows his, his, you know, spot that he's worked for all of his life. He just screwed because he sent pictures to the fucking college students. Years I have engaged in several inappropriate conversations conducted over Twitter. Facebook, email, and occasionally on the phone with women I have met online. I've exchanged messages and photos of an explicit nature with about six <laughs> women over the last three years. Good for you. Oh, now he's missed the honesty. These communications took place before my marriage, though some have sadly took place after. Oops. To be clear, I have never met any of these women or had physical relationships at any time. You better hope that's I true. I told the truth. Stop crying, Wiener. Things I deeply regret. <laughs> I brought pain to people I care about the most, and the people who believed in me. And for that, I'm deeply sorry. <laughs> I'll try to save my life. Oh, boy. Family. 
as well as to our friends and supporters. He's a good actor, yeah, boy. He's good. He's good. But this is the thing. People are going to see him crying right there, and they're going to feel for him. Yeah. But the real reason why he's crying, people, is because he got caught... And uh, now his wife's mad at him. It's and, and the only reason why, he, true reason why he's crying is because he might lose his job. It's not because he did that to his wife, right, right. or his kids, or he's embarrassed. He just doesn't want to lose his job. It's the only reason. But the, the people, I'm not, I'm not. People are going to watch that and go, you know what? I feel for the guy. They shouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Even if even if he had to leave his position, he would probably find something. Look at Spitzer, man. Yeah, Spitzer. Spitzer's better off probably now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen. That's the weird, wacky world we live in. You got Elliot Spitzer who had, you know, had a hooker on the side. Right. He paid like thousands of dollars to. Uh, and, you know, now he's on CNN loving life. He gets to, you know, throw out his views and everything sure. and this and that and the other thing. Got a good. I mean, what is Wolf Blitzer and Jack Cafferty doing? I'm like, dude, ew. We're, we're, don't even we're, know. we're the lead into a guy who banged hookers. Right. I'm Wolf Blitzer, dude. I never. Why didn't I ever do any of this crap? I should have. I wonder. If, I wonder if he has. Oh God. Ugh. Fucking beard. They all have. Ugh. You know, O'Reilly had that thing going on. I don't remember what. Well, he was like, uh, there was some chick in the office where you like. Oh. He was like being forward to. Like he spilled coffee in her tits or something. I don't know what it was. It hurt. Something like that. It's, like, it's not hot. You're hot. That's what he's trying to get say. It, get it. You're hot. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Wiener is done. If he's got a cock picker out there, it's done. You can't send naked pictures of your penis if you're a congressman. You just can't. No, no, no. You learned that. You learned that in uh, social studies in high school. He can get away with it till now because I feel like. People will see him crying at the press conference today. Even though he lied his balls off and he cheated on his wife, I still feel like people are going to side with him just because he's showing some emotion. Mm. But they're not going to – those are people that don't realize where that emotion is coming from. That emotion is because he might lose his job, not because he cheated on his wife or his kids or anything like that. Right. It's about – it's it's uh, self-indulgent crying. That's what it is. Of course. Oh, without a doubt. It's, yeah, self, it's safe to say. self-loathing crap. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's got some what Bill O'Reilly said. He spilled the coffee and then he asked if she likes muffins. See, that was Bill O'Reilly's follow-up question. You see, right. just to get a conversation going, you got to talk about the muffins. Bill O'Reilly stole Rocket's bit. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> yeah. a host of internet radio. Isn't that the worst, though? I mean, that's the worst thing. Your, your name's Wiener. I get it. It's a hacky joke. But your name's Wiener. Yeah. And now the demise of your career would be caused by a picture of your Wiener. Do you think people he went to high school with are looking at this now going, uh-huh, dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively. Uh. Yeah. Nah, he's... He looks like a jerk. Cause, you know, he, he lied and, you know... It, yeah. He just looks really, really stupid. But, you know, what? time heals all wounds and mm. you give it some time... Even if he were to get out, if he was forced out of his position, he'll hmm. find something down the road. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a congressman, you're screwed. You can't do that. But if you're like, a, you know, the rock stars can get away with it. They don't give a yeah. fuck. You know? So maybe it's not a reality show, you know? And guys who do this type of radio, guys that do like rock radio or fucking the dudes who do rap radio, hip hop, I'm sure they're selling cockpits all over the place. But I mean, celebrities can get away with it. If you're an actor, you can get away with that. But if you're a congressman, you can't. That's a tough last name to have. Wiener's a tough 
tough last name, man. It's a brutal one. It really is. And you're not, like, he's not, he looks like a wiener, doesn't he? He does. Like, if I saw that guy and somebody would ask me, what do you think this guy's name is? Something that sounds like wiener would probably come out of my mouth within the first five guesses. I don't know if it would be Wiener. Right, but it might be up up in the top five. Like, he looks like a Stewart. He looks like, a, you know, you know, just something like that. He just looks like, his name's Anthony Wiener, and he actually looks like a Wiener. He's got that Wiener build. He's got a Wienery build. Like a geeky Wienery build. And his face looks Wienery. I don't know if your face can look Wienery, but his face does. I can, no, I can get it. He does have this Wiener-esque look about him. Right. By the way, uh, before we get to anything, Rock and I sent out a tweet before the show. Oh. It is the Einstein of tweets. All right. So if you're not on our Twitter, twitter.com slash lunatic radio and follow us. Yeah. It's the Einstein tweet of all tweets. <laughs> what a great line that was, too. And I don't know. I'm, I'm too afraid to say it on the radio. No. It's, 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 good, for, it's good for the Twitter. It's a little too much for the radio. Right. But it's... Uh, it's something to join Twitter with. Yeah, we get a little bit more raunchier on the old Twitter sometimes. The old Twitter. Go log on our Twitter page, twitter.com slash lunaticradio to check out the tweet. And it's not about Anthony Weiner. No. No, that would be hacky. And it's just a funny line, people. Don't take it seriously. It's just a funny line. More funnier off air, we've learned, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to spread that wealth to people. Uh, so we got Larry uh, Maestrich yeah, he's supposed to be on the show, film producer, uh, executive producer of the movie Sling Blade, everybody. And yeah, many other films as well, but yeah. That one's Belly I saw in there. Oh. You ever see Belly? I've heard of it. I think that one, I think Belly had a DMX in it. I think. Oh, then maybe I don't know it. Rough Riders. And Sling Blade. Here's a clip. If you've ever seen Sling Blade, this is the one scene you remember. Is that goddamn shit band playing on the uh, porch? What'd you get? YouTube? Yeah. That movie was so great. And I don't know if Larry knew it was going to be as great as it was, but Mm -hmm. it depicted like just a mediocre, boring type of life absolutely perfectly. A dysfunctional family type thing perfectly. And Billy Bob, when he played that character, oh, just hammered out of the ballpark. John Ritter playing the gay guy, yeah, wasn't overly gay. Oh, we got a cool coming with his depiction, but it was that'd be funny if this is absolutely him. perfect. Call, you're on the air. Hey, Adam. Yes. It's Larry. Hey, Larry, we're we're on the air. You 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 good to go? I'm good to go, but I'm, I'm calling on my cell, and I want to switch when I get home. Is that cool? The landline? Yeah, that's so fine. Yeah, why don't you just call a little bit when you when you get to your landline? Because we, we were just kind of like okay. setting you up, and we were going to take a break uh, real quick. So why don't you just give us a shout a little bit? All right, 15 minutes. All right, perfect. Okay. There goes Larry. We're going to talk to Larry in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Sling Blade is a movie he executive produced. It was freaking unbelievable. Every, I mean, the John Ritter character, he played a gay character, but it was, un- it was just perfect. Every character was perfect and well acted. And just uh, obviously, it, it got its awards, you know, it got its due at the Oscars, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Maybe best screenplay? It might have been. Something like that. that. But, uh, yeah, great film. It's quoted, you know, obviously. Uh, some people call it a carriage of bleed, I call it a sling bleed, mm-hmm. you know, that thing. 
But Larry's the guy that uh, brought that. I mean, his uh, his his money his money was a part of uh, bringing that film to us. So we got to thank him for that, right? Yeah. No, uh, that's yeah. funny. He called just as we were talking about it. Yeah. So he's, we're gonna. What are we talking to him about? I mean, we're talking about Sling Blade. We'll talk and- about that, and then we'll talk about his new projects that are going that are going on now, and his uh, his new look, I guess, at the uh, movie industry and things like that. So yeah. he's still actively working as a producer, right? Um, he. He works more, from what I understand, he works more now with short films. Yeah, he has these new, these new, um, this new business, I guess. And, mm. and, you know, obviously he could do a better job of explaining it. But, um, um, yeah, I, I think he, he's going away from the full feature theatrical release, uh, executive production and, and going to more into new media, if I may use that term. Right. Um, and other formats. My, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to get his take on whether or not, if he was, you know, looking to invest some money into a film, this and that, the other thing, would it be good to invest in a movie that might become a blockbuster or a movie that's kind of independent but yet a great script? He could certainly, he'd be certainly a guy to talk to about that. You know, would he, what would he rather do? Go for the, you know, the big return or the movie that's going to be maybe, you know, worthy of some, some awards? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, as as a producer, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'd go for the the one that's you know big returns, but who knows? Sling Blade is also now. <laughs> Just play that the entire time while we're talking to him. <laughs> it really isn't that perfect. Like the band they created for the movie is just perfectly bad. It just it you can't get. It's so dull and it sounds like a. It's, it's like something you'd hear at any dive bar in Jersey. Right, right, right. You know? It's freaking it's, great. Hey, don't be making fun of Naked Jedi. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's that down. It's yeah. a step up. It's like, oh, right. All right. We'll take our first break. Steve-O will be calling him later. He's going to get off a plane. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk to him about his book, which comes out tomorrow, Professional Idiot, a memoir put out by Steve-O. He's coming into New York to believe to talk to Howard and the other guys, and he's also going to talk to us. Nice. Kind of cool. So, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, MoreLunaticRadio.com. Try right this. <laughs> Hey, this is Jim Norton, and you're listening to LunaticRadio.com. It's LunaticRadio.com. see Scarlett Johansson doing anything sexual. Absolutely. Agreed. She could be talking sexy and I just want her to watch. I'll pay my 10 bucks to go see that motherfucker. I want her in the... In the what's that, that fucking wacko blonde from WCBN Grey's Anatomy? I like her too still. What's the wacko bro from... I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. I don't watch Shh. network fucking shit, but what, who was... She was on Knocked Up. She was like the main... Oh, yeah, no, I don't like her. No, what the fuck's her The name? girl from Knocked Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the uh, fuck is her name? Yeah, fucking Entertainment Tonight's all perez. They did like five weeks on that, bro. Because she was pregnant or something. Yeah. She smokes a bit, but whatever. Catherine yeah. Heigl. That's it, Heigl. Wow, how'd you do that? Mm, I don't know. Did hit you? Yeah, my, my brain's like a 56K modem. Takes a while to log on. <laughs> Came down in a couple lines. Whatever. Slowly. <laughs> I have a thought you hear that. <laughs> like the telephone thing. That's Karen's break. Yeah, I want Catherine Heigl, Scarlett Johansson in a three way. Thank you. Uh, so I'll make that happen. Scott's get on it. That's what I want. Yeah, here, here, here's. When I have a thought, this is what my brain sounds like.
Slash Lunatic Radio. Lunatic Radio! You know what, Rock? I love that Twitter thing. What did you say? Yes. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. So if you want to know when the radio show is broadcasting over Rocket Radio Hour, Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Hey. What? Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Lunatic Radio is the name of the show. It Twitter. is. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. See how convenient that is? See what we do for you? Practically nothing. Right. Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Go check it out, fuckos. It's You can now hear the LunaticRadio.com show on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher is a free news and talk mobile application. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed and no memory wasted. Available on your iPhone, your Palm Free, Android phones, and Blackberry. Download it easily at Stitcher.com or go check out the App Store for your individual mobile phone. That's LunaticRadio.com on Stitcher Radio. Download the app today. Stitcher! And now back to the LunaticRadio.com show. We suck. What up, everybody? LR Show. Hover.com, everybody. Domain names made simple. Log on to Hover.com. Type in the promo code LUN. That's L-U-N. To save 10% off your next domain name purchase. No upselling. No tricks, everybody. It's easy. If you're looking for a domain name, everybody, go to Hover.com. That's right. Promo code LUN, L-U-N. Email address, of course, the show, lunaticradio.com. We accept your emails, everybody. And the Drunkle Hotline, 206-202-LUN. That's 206-202-5666. Larry Maestris will be joining us, movie producer. And uh, all around uh, good guy, Rock would say. <laughs> I've never met him. Rock has a... Uh, around good guy. Well, I'm not saying he's not, but, you know. That's kind of like you just generalize somebody. He's an all-around good guy. He's an all-around good guy. He's, you know? uh, he's, you can't uh, go wrong with him, you know? He's one of the boys. What, what do you think Larry's doing today? Is he? Is he? What is he doing? I mean, is he Is he always wheeling and dealing? Is he like Ari? Ari, uh, Ari I don't know. What do you think? I Ari from? I spent like Come hours on, you with should the know. guy. What do you think? I fucking know everything about him? You're Mr. Uh, is the word inquisitive? You Mr. should know. Inquisitive? Can you spell inquisitive? Fuck no. Oh. But uh, you should know, right? Hey, so Simon and I came up with this game for you that we should start playing on the on the show. Mm, great, I'm, I'm fucking thrilled. Terms, terms in the news. Terms in the news. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I like where your heads at? You know that you, you did you see the documentary Gasland? No, is that about I, farting? Just not even. You're not even thinking. You're just immediately just blurting. It's reactionary. Go ahead. So there's a term. In that movie that's used quite often. I wonder if you know what the term means. I guarantee I won't, but go ahead. Hydrofracking. <laughs> hydrofracking. Does anybody know what a hydrofracking is? I'm sure people... It's in the news. Hydrofracking. Yeah, if you had to take a guess, what is hydrofracking? Hmm. See, every time I think of a new... Like, like I think of a word as hydrofracking, it almost sounds like jacking. It rhymes with jacking, so I'm going to go with something with the penis that involves water. 
Let's keep in mind, we're still we're trying to recreate. You can never recreate perfection, and we're trying to recreate your moment with biodiesel. <laughs> and you can never recreate perfection, yes. which of course anyone who remembers from that show, biodiesel is Vin Diesel's brother, cousin, whatever. That's you when say. you guys asked me what biodiesel was, and I just thought it was Vin Diesel's brother. Yeah. By the way, too fast, too curious. Is oh. that it? Fucking in the theaters. Go too fuck, many movies. Go cop that shit. <laughs> Hydrofracking. Don't don't change the subject. Paul Walker. I don't know how that fucking guy. You know, whatever. Who cares? And who's the other guy? Trey Songs. Who's the black guy? In it? Trey Songs. It's all the same. What the fuck. <laughs> I get it. You sing R and B and you can dance. Trey Songs. It's not Trey Songs. It's somebody else though. Who is it? Trey stinks. <laughs> Trey stinks. That's his brother. Ash Trace. Ash Trace. His cousin. Come on, hydrofracking. Hydrofracking. You're talking about gas. I have no idea. I don't have anything funny. What is hydrofracking? No, no, no. It's the process of extracting fucking natural gas, gas from your asshole using water and a ton of elements in order to have it like project through to the whole process. But See, I have no. I don't even want to know what hydrofracking is. You don't even want to know. It's just no. too much for you. Give me another one. You got another one. Well, you saw the, you saw the little clip on YouTube that was making the rounds that like someone put the lighter up against the faucet and it lit on fire. I'm sure you've seen that. No. That was making some... So yeah, that's what... God, don't drink that tap water. <laughs> oh, wow. Johnny Genius over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think, you know. Yeah. Because uh, of all the elements that are in the uh, that are in the water. Where the hell is that tap water? All over. All over the country. Are, in New York, we have some of the best tap water. Well, in we do, but we're, it's protected. But that, ban- that protection could be lifted. At- if you went to your faucet here, would you get a flame? No, not right now. But if the if if fracking was allowed in in the New York waterway, I don't like this fracking. You don't you don't want to like fracking, dude. Yeah, Freaking frack. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you go in there. Come on. Yeah, no fracking. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. Yo, guys, I'm at Griff's Bar in Staten Island. Shout out to Griff's in Staten Island. Yeah. Naked Jedi John's there. Yeah. So fracking so fracking. fracking causes flames. Well, it's a ton of chemicals. I'm surprised you didn't. We were convinced you saw this documentary. You're, you like fucking jack off to documentaries. I barely read the New York Post. I watch documentaries. I, yeah, that's right. But yes. I literally, if I don't know what the documentary is about ahead of time, I just look based on the title. If it doesn't have anything entertaining. Like, Gasoline. That doesn't sound entertaining to you. I just didn't see that one. It would have, you know, it, it, it would have been entertaining or an entertaining title. Something maybe I would have yeah. stumbled upon. You saw Inside Job. Yeah, but I thought that was all about blowjobs and handies. <laughs> Apparently, it's about the financial system going <laughs> into shit. You, you had your pants down, your lube ready. Like, yet, what is this shit? Yet I got interested. <laughs> All right, so I understand your process. I now. watched Transcendent Man. I had no idea what the hell was going on. What was that? Isn't that a Michael Keaton film? Yeah, some guy who's like a futurist and talks about some shit. Man. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. You no, know, they got to predict bullshit. I was thinking about multiplicity. Yeah. <laughs> multiplicity. That shit on wheels. That's, that should be our opening question to, to Larry. Multiplicity thoughts? By the way, we should go back on the the uh, the inside job one was pretty good. Oh, you want to repeat a joke? Yeah, that was a good one. Wait, you got I just want to bring note. I want to bring note back oh, to the joke I just said. That was a good one. I like that. Now you're just getting, you're turning into an asshole now. Now the jokes that get out clear and clean. I know we need to repeat it. By the way, Larry also produced uh, Belly, the 24 Hour Woman, uh, Sling Blade, Paulie. Uh, 
let me see if I, the Jersey Drive, comfortably numb handgun laws of gravity. I think I've seen that one. Laws of gravity. Oh yeah. Who started in Laws of Gravity? Is that a freaking? Uh, is that a, uh, a Slater movie? That's Wait. a Christian Slater movie, isn't it? The IMDb. Wait, what was the name? Laws of, that? of Gravity. Dark Shot IMDb. Click on it. That's, oh yeah, that's the magic of IMDb. Link. You can click hey, on. Hey, Kieran, what's a link? I don't know. Something in a chain. Ugh. Holy crap! Laws of Gravity. Oh my God, Rocket. Oh my God. I never saw. Oh that. my God. What? What's the matter? I won't say it. I cannot say it. I cannot say it. But if you go back to lunaticradio.com circa 2002, there was a segment about laws of gravity. What? 2002? Yeah. yeah. That was before me. 2002, 2003. There was a segment about the movie Laws of Gravity, which is an independent flick who's pretty much the star of the movie is the guy from uh, Pulp Fiction who was in the cellar. What? Who, who played the cop. Who was joining a guy and pounding Marcellus Wallace in the ass? That was the okay. stars of that was a star of Laws of Gravity. The guy who rode the chopper. Guy's name's Zed, I believe. Oh, okay. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Wow. He's the star of Laws of Gravity. Independent flick took place on the streets of New York. It's too bad no one could listen to a show from. I will, I will turn off the mics. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. Cool. I got it out. I had to get it out before you. <laughs> Larry. Yeah. Well, you know, Sling Blade, classic film. Yeah. Classic film. We'll talk to Larry and Steve O, who's got his new book coming out. Um, Professional Idiot, a memoir by Steve O. He was on the MTV Movie Awards last night doing a little skit with uh, Laser Beams and that guy who banged uh, Scarlett Johansson. Or he used to be married to him. You know, they were doing a little skit together. Ryan Reynolds. What? Mr. No. Uh, Abs and Chin. Chiseled chin guy who used to bang uh, Scarlett Johansson, as I just said. Uh, him and Steve O were doing a little skit together. Really? Yeah, something about laser beams and boners. I don't know what the hell was going on. It really was about laser beams and boners. Something about laser beam boners. Pretty much that's what it was, I think. Laser beam boners. And Steve O had a laser beam boner. And no matter what Ryan Reynolds told him to think about, like. You know, for example, he would say, all right, Steve-O, think about, uh, I don't know, the guy, uh, an old guy shitting. And apparently his boner was supposed to go away if he thought about an old guy shitting, yet it didn't go away. That was the joke. Steve-O was still a, really? a, had an erection, a laser erection, because he, he likes old guys who shit. That's that's the genius, wow. genius you get from MTV, people. Wow. Poor Steve-O. Ryan Reynolds because he's got to so you know he's yeah. got to promote what the Green Lantern yeah Green Lantern everybody was there that's a big promotion about everything uh, Larry Maestrish he's got a couple things coming up everybody he's got a new casting opportunity for the Kemba Walker draft party okay. which you can check out at screentest dot uh, dot com do you know anything about that Ronk I guess he'll talk about it you don't know um. No. And then he's got another boot camp thing, which Rocket went to, where he met Larry, coming up in August in New York, where, you know, he teaches you about the biz. And if you got a project, like a film project, he allows you to pitch it to him, and, you know, you discuss it, and this and that, and the other thing. I think he mentioned screen test, but I don't remember, so he's gonna, he's probably going to ask me. He's going to have to talk to you about that? Fuck. No, he's going to tell me, like, you should know it. Damn it. Oh, really? It's something you're supposed to learn during the well, seminar? Well, that wasn't something to learn, but I'm sure he, he promoted it, but now nah, he won't do that, because... 
you know, why would he want me to promote something that he would do a lot better job at? He's got a couple new things coming out. Uh, some uh, called the uh, Over the Wall, which is a film, and uh, uh, Lilith coming out post production. They're all in the can, so they're 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 signing them up there. Right? So glad he was fifteen minutes. Fifteen away. minutes, perfect on time. Uh, yeah, and that's that's about it. That's what he's got going. So, uh, Larry Michaels will join us momentarily. And as we do that. Should we just be in silence till he gets here? I think that would be great. I think that would be... There was, a, you know, the story about... Did you, we, didn't, we didn't cover it last oh, week. Oh, there he is. No, there we go. Just, as I was just, just about to segue into something else. Larry Meisters, welcome to the LunaticRadio.com show, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, he sounds beautiful now. Yeah. Sounds, yeah, it's better, right? Yeah. yeah. Larry, you're a, a film producer, obviously the great creation of Sling Blade. You brought that all to us. Uh, uh, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> How's life? <laughs> How's the horse you just bought? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I just had the plate removed from my arm. <laughs> oh, that's right. He had surgery. Might be selling that horse. Oh, jeez. A plate removed from your arm? Yeah, I broke my elbow and my forearm and um, shattered it and dislocated it. All those kind of fun things. I guess that I guess those are uh, you know part of a recreational event you can do when you you know produce movies and you have some downtime. <laughs> you can do these wild yeah. things, yeah. See, I'm from the Bronx, and the only horses I knew had policemen on them. <laughs> so I should have right. known better. <laughs> Larry, My second time on a horse. Larry, Rock and I really don't talk to people of your ilk. Uh, most of the time. Wow, the way, way to just sell the so, show short. So, so, yeah, well, yeah. Well, you don't talk to Jews? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I was getting at. Uh, I mean, tell, tell us, I mean, how is, is it? Is it a stressful job doing what you do and what you have done? Uh, tell us about, you know, the how did Sl- Sling Blade come about? Um, it, it's a stressful job. You know, it's, it's not a job where you know where your next thing is coming from. So, you know, for people who are interested in, in the industry, you know, you have to be comfortable not knowing what your future holds and what's going to work and what's not going to work. And um, there's a tremendous amount of trial and error and a tremendous amount of uh, speculation that goes on. Um, and you need some good luck and you need to be opportunistic and comfortable raising money and asking people for things and you know all of those kinds of things it's definitely different than a nine-to-five job and um you know showing up at a, an office in the same place every day sure. um in a suit so um yeah it's 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 stressful it's you know pretty hard on your personal life it's also pretty good for your personal life so <laughs> um on the positive side you know it's taken me all over the world and um, you know, you meet new people all the time and you get to go to pretty cool places. You know, they don't have film festivals in the hood. <laughs> so, you know, Sundance and Cannes and Venice and Berlin and New York and London are, you know, pretty cool places to go hang out for a week at a time and work at. So, you know, there's positives and negatives, but there's, um, you know, there's a pretty big barrier to entry. You know, the biggest one being money. You know, sure. you have to be able to, to raise it, although I do think it's an interesting time now, given what the Internet can do, particularly, you know, things like we're doing right now. 
um, you know, five, ten years ago, that didn't work. And now I think you can launch very successful content the way you guys are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kids these days, they can just, you know, go out and spend a couple hundred bucks on a nice little camera. And literally, with the software available on on the net and things you can purchase, you can really make a, a quality film. Right, but in our defense, you know, you need to, you need, you just can't be anybody. You gotta, you know, anyone could do it, you need, but you still you have to have the talent. the talent still, sure. Yeah, but if you have the talent sure. and, you, and you, you go to film school or something, right. you can produce something. Of course. That, I'm just trying to sell a shelf short again. Yeah, you, know? you, you can produce something that you could make a series on the web and get viewership, for example, but you can't make a movie that will be in the movie theaters for a couple hundred dollars for the camera. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah, but I'm saying you could you could you could make something that you would think uh, could have been in the movie theater. You know what I mean? No, I, I know what you mean, but I I, I think there's a perception out there mm-hmm. that that's the case. But you know, I don't think you could. Um, no one ever has. You know, nothing you've seen in a movie theater, <laughs> and very few things that you've seen. In fact, I can't think of one on HBO or Showtime or NBC have cost a hundred bucks, right? Right, or, or cost ten thousand dollars. Like all of that paranormal activity and El Mariachi cost seven thousand. That's just not true. You know what got bought cost seven thousand, but what was seen in the movie theater had another half million to a million put into it. Right. Um, you know, for example, just to be rated. You know, they get the PG or R rating, whatever you get. Mm-hmm. That's fifteen grand. Right. Jesus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just that. So, just so if you want to have a release print to be able, let's say you shot it on digital and you want to go into the movie theaters, even if you do it digitally, it's twelve hundred dollars per screen to screen it. Your your master is going to cost you fifty seven hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars. So. It's kind of a nice theory, but it's just not real. What do you think about that thing that Kevin Smith did to uh, distribute his last film, Red State, instead of uh, you know putting it out or selling it to some distributor at some film festival? He just went on the road with it himself. I love that. Hmm. Um, I think you know I'm all about alternative distribution methods now, and you know he's a, a guy who knows what he's doing. Again, his film didn't. You know, his film, I think that was a $7 million film or something. Um, you know, it's a lot of people to walk through the doors to recoup. Um, but Kevin Smith also has the ability to generate press because he's Kevin Smith. I think it would have worked very differently for him if it was his first film and nobody had ever heard of him before um, than it does now when he's more of an established filmmaker and has established press relationships. Because, you know, People get very focused on the making of a film and not so focused on the marketing of the film, um, you know, which I think does them a great disservice. So, it's, you know, making it's half the battle, then letting people know it exists is the other half the battle, which is also extraordinarily expensive to do. Which, which, which is harder? I mean, obviously making a film is tremendously hard, but getting it out there to the masses, I mean, is that, is that harder than actually the production and making of the film? Um, I, I think it's as hard. Um, you know, I kind of look at it 50-50, even when you're not trying to go to the masses. You know, like, we've been releasing these documentaries about the world of ultramarathoning mm-hmm. um, called Running the Sahara, Running America. 
And, you know, we're, you know, targeting highly targeted audience, like people who run a lot. Sure. You know, we're partnering with companies like Runner's World and, you know, the race organizers and, you know, places like that. But, you know, it's still hard to reach runners, you know, just because somebody identifies themselves as a runner or as a subscriber to Runner's World magazine or something like that doesn't mean they're automatically buying your DVD about running. You know, you got to repetitively message to them. You know, content is not something that people have to own, like food or a car or heat um, or clothing. So you're competing with every bit of recreational activity that that dollar can go towards. Gaming, pay television, you know, cable, nice sunny day, your kid has Little League tonight, you know, whatever it might be, you're up against it. So not only getting them to hear about it, but it's getting them to hear about it and decide to purchase your content. And again, people have these sort of blanket perceptions like, oh, I have a runner, you know, I had a conversation with a guy today, for example, on a film we were looking to acquire and it has um, poker in it. You know, it's sort of a, a poker spoof like, uh, um, you know, what's uh, the dog show movie? Uh, Best in Show. It's like yeah, that, yeah. but for poker. Okay, cool, cool. And this guy's like just citing me all the people who play poker. And I'm like, great, great, man. Does all the poker players like live in one town? <laughs> so I can market like just to San Diego where all the po poker players live? Or does there are poker players in every city and every town, which makes it a national campaign? Mm -hmm. So you have to find sort of smart alternative ways to, to get to this poker audience. And, you know, because you're a poker fan doesn't mean you want to watch a spoof on poker playing. You know, it's a very specific kind of audience. And, you know, filmmakers and, you know, and again, film's a weird term now. You know, I, I like to think of it as sort of content creators or artists or, you know, whatever it might be, should really think about who their audience is very specifically before they start. So oh. I'm going to make this web series, and I'm going to target it to whom? And how many of those people are there, and what percentage of those people, if I make good quality content, because, you know, that's the key. If you don't make something any good, nobody's going to pay for it. Right. You know, just because it's, you know, it's a bad poker movie, <laughs> just a bad poker movie that's going to never be sold. So sort of the content being good's a given. And then how do you get people to buy it? How do you, how do you get them to, to pay? What are, you, what are you offering them? At what point in your career in, in, in your you know, producing of, of films did you realize that, you know what, I should you know, maybe step away from doing the you know, feature-length film and, and just get into creating content, whether it's in a long format or short format? At what point in your career did you, did you decide to do that? I, I would say in the last year and a half. So this is kind um, of you know, we're, we're, we're still doing the feature stuff because you know we're good at it. We know how to do it, and it helps drive everything else. But you know we have a bunch of cool web stuff that we're about to do, and you know I'm kind of just as excited about that because you know on the web you can really know your audience in a different way than you do in a movie theater or having something on television. You know because there's two or three layers of other companies in between you and your consumer you know, in a movie theater or, you know, on TV. You know, you have a general idea of how many people go and in what cities they go the most, but you don't know their names or their, 
profiles. You can't talk to them. You can't interact with them. That's why, you know, I kind of like what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, is, hey, we got an idea. Fuck it. Let's do it ourselves and see if we are good enough that people tell their friends. That was pretty much verbatim how we started the show. <laughs> yeah. hey, Rock, you want to do a show? Yeah. What show? No, no, we get some microphones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Larry. Well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about screen test pod and, and your boot camps, but you know, we got you on. We got we got to we got to touch Sling Blade a bit and just pick your brain about it and, and talk sure, to you a little sure. bit. About I'm it. in no hurry. I got nothing to do. So, so I guess no first, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Knicks are out. You know, Mets, 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 Mets took two out of three though. Um, um, so how did you? Yeah, he's a Met fan too. I know. Karen just rolled his head because yeah, because Larry grew up in the Bronx and he's a Met fan. It was and it was it was a moment that Larry and I had when we like when we mentioned that we both were Mets fans. I was like, wow. And but he lives in the Bronx, which is really tough being being a Met fan there. Well, I feel sorry for the both of you. And I never was down with Steinbrenner. I just couldn't hack Steinbrenner. <laughs> oh yeah, but we we, we hire uh, all stars every year. Right. I love it. Yeah, That's what I love. yeah. All right, go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> um. So I guess the first thing is like, so how did you get involved with Sling Blade? Um, I was shooting another film called New Jersey Drive um, here in New York. And, um, you know, you're constantly on the hunt for money. And we were having meetings on set with some investors. And we met with, um, I forget the guy's name to tell you the truth, but um, a guy whose father had sold the regional telephone company for a lot of money. And he had made this short film and you know we didn't really know anything about it and Sling Blade was a short before it was a feature mm-hmm. and um, you know we met with this guy and he's like I got a short film and you know sort of early on in our fundraising days and we didn't know how to do it our kind of rap then was like hey you're rich can we have some money <laughs> <laughs> um, which never works um, and you know we just kind of didn't sort of connect with the guy and he left the short behind in our trailer, and a couple of days later it rained, and we had nothing to do, so we popped it in, and it was sort of the first 20 minutes of the movie, which is the same asylum part. A um, little bit different cast that had Molly Ringwald in it, wow. one of the, the girl interviewer, and but it was J.T. Walsh and um, Billy and um, different director. Billy did not direct that one, and. You know, we're kind of blown away by the short. So I called up William Mars, um, who was my agent at the time, and I was like, hey, do you know who represents this guy, uh, Billy Bob Thornton? And they were like, uh, hold on a second. Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably the first guy in a while who had called about him. And uh, I said, yeah, I saw a short film. I'd love to meet with him. They're like, great, <laughs> we'll set it up. So I flew out to uh, <clears throat> California to meet with Billy, and met with him in this big sort of fancy conference room and um i didn't know at the time but he hated producers uh, which you know particularly eastern producers <laughs> so uh he didn't really talk to me in the beginning and uh i really had nothing to offer him you know starting out my career i didn't have much money and i was like look you know oh i know the the, the director who actually just recently passed away was a guy named george hickam who i thought did a really good job so my whole pitch was to um, have Hickenlooper directed and Billy write it and star in it, and I'm allowed to curse on this. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Billy hasn't looked at me once in this meeting, so I have my whole rap. I'm like, yeah, we'll get Hickenlooper, and you know, if you guys write it on spec, you know, I'll get the the money somehow. Blah blah blah. And uh, 
so I'm like, so how was it working with George? And, and he, he still has to look up. He's like, George is a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole kind of thing's out the window. So the only thing I could think of, and there's sort of a line in a movie about a hairy bush. Was I, I'm like, really? Did he have a hairy bush? <laughs> <laughs> so Billy like looks up at me and, you know, I think he was expecting that answer. And he's like, you're from New York, right? Like, yeah. He goes, a lot of Italian girls there with hairy arms, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, pretty much. So I'm like, look, man, I don't really have anything to offer you, but it seems like this is such a personal piece. You know, if you write it, you know, would you consider directing it? You know, and I don't have any money to pay you to write it. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'll give you the script on like January 7th, and I think we're meeting in September, October. And I'm like, whenever's good. He's like, okay. You know, we shook hands, and the script showed up on January 7th, like exactly like he said. Um, he called me January 8th, said, when are we starting? Wow. Um, I went with April 1st, figuring I could get out of it as an April Fool's joke. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and we went, and it's actually the only film I've ever been involved with out of 70 films that was shot verbatim for the draft that, that was given. Wow, really? Wow. Nothing was, not a word was changed, not a location was changed. Um, everything sort of went perfectly well. And, you know, it was one of those things. And, you know, like I was kind of saying to whoever's listening, you know, you, you got to be opportunistic because I had this amazing project fall in my lap. And But when I raised the money, um, it was a $900,000 budget. When we opened our production office, I had forty grand. And uh, I, I charged the rest of the movie on American Express and wow. Discover card checks. Holy, holy crap. That is the gambles that is, you take. That is a freaking gamble. That is a big holy gamble. Holy smokes. Yeah. So, you know, the funny thing about Amex is you have to pay at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Which didn't work out so well. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm still on the you can never have an Amex card for the rest of your life list <laughs> well yeah you'd imagine I called them up when people were doing those commercials you know how they like built their business I'm like hey dude I like charged a whole movie on my head <laughs> yeah, right? and won an Oscar I think you should put me on the commercial and take me off the bad list yeah really like, now nah. <laughs> like, never have an American Express card again that's amazing so I mean here you are you, you make Sling Blade you get, the, you get the movie shot now you don't know whether or not this thing's ever going to make any money. You know it's good, and it is a classic. I mean, it, it, we were just talking about it before you came on the air with us. It's a classic movie. It's, it's something people still reference and, and quote and this and that. Uh, and there you are with all this debt, and you're going, uh, all right, how are we going to make this back? What do you do at that point? Well, I mean, we were fortunate enough to sell that for the highest advance ever paid for an independent film. So that kind of took care of that. Um, you know, we had an industry screening, and we sold it the night of the screening. Um, so, you know, we got fortunate in the in the sales portion of, of the process. And but that night when you did the industry screening, did you know for a fact that you were going to get something back, somebody was going to buy it, or did you go in and go, this is, has to be the night? We need no, the- we went in there thinking it has to be the night. Yeah. Oh. Um, we didn't realize we were going to get as much as we got, but... Um, you know, Miramax stepped up to the plate and, you know, paid a lot of money for it, more than anybody has ever paid before or since. So. Yeah, and, and now Billy Bob Thornton's in all of Vermont. I mean, I don't know what he did before. I don't remember him before that. 
He had written a film called One False Move, which launched Carl Franklin's career. I mean, Billy's a genius. He's a phenomenally good writer. Um, and just actually, I think he's one of the few great actors there are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most actors are personalities. Um, but Billy can be anybody. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at him in Sling Blade versus A Simple Plan or, you know, Bad Santa, he, he can pretty much do a lot of different stuff. And I think that's that's very rare. So he'd written, you know, that one false move, which launched Carl Franklin. And then um, he was on a sitcom called Evening Shade with Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And then he was like the redneck in all of the, you know, Steven Seagal movies, like, kill that redneck. <laughs> you know, that was Billy. Yeah. Well, you've had so, a- you know, he'd been kicking around for quite some time in, 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 in L.A. and trying to make it and hadn't really yet. And, you know, Sling Blade made him a star, both as a director and a writer. And, you know, he parlayed, you know, more of the acting because it's faster money. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm sure he's going to come back to, to directing again. Yeah, he's a he's an absolute phenomenal actor, and he also got to get Angelina Jolie in her prime, which is great. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure some of the stories that Larry has, you know, he, I mean, behind the scenes literally, stuff. Brad Pitt got her you know, a little bit. The only thing I'm going to say about that, because <laughs> I'm on the radio, is um, no, we're all fair right now, Larry. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, how pretty she is. Really? Yeah, and especially back Like, in as good as she looks on TV and everything, just, you know, hard to breathe pretty wow. in real life. I got to imagine you've come across some women in your, in your time out there making these movies and this and that and the other thing would probably make me have a heart attack. Yeah, like, I have a pretty good rap, you know, I'm not that shy. And when you go to the Venice Film Festival, <laughs> they literally give you handlers. And, you know, film is a lot more important in Europe than it is here. You know, they take it culturally seriously. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Venice Film Festivals on the beach, the Lido Beach in Venice, and they literally erect a platform that the filmmakers, you know, you walk, like, half a mile from, you know, the, these two hotels into this, they call it a, a palace, like a movie palace. Mm-hmm. It's like a 1,500-seat theater. And the the projection is so good, and, and the, the bulb is so bright that you can only run your print through it once, because then it's burned. Wow! But it looks—it's the best your film will yeah. ever look. Yeah. yeah. But they give you these handlers who like walk you in, literally. I just go <laughs> <couldn't> talk. <laughs> oh boy! Wow! It's good to like, be the king. What? <laughs> Yeah, this film thing's a pretty good idea, I think. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I was like in the. I wasn't feeling the stress that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Rocking you know, it? like from the countryside in Italy, just like the, you know, from Mussolini said, go find the 10 prettiest girls in the country. Wow. And have them walk people in. Jesus. I can't, even, I can't even imagine that. We should get out of radio, Rock. <laughs> you can imagine that. I could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, only, the only pretty girls I see are on the internet and doing weird things. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot this guy met me. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about your new endeavors. Uh, one of which is uh, screentestpod.com. dot um, So what's what's going on there? So when we go to our website. What uh, what's happening there? 
Well, one of the things that we're trying to do right now um, is sort of open up the process to people who want to be in film or web series or content or whatever it is that they're doing. And we've created a, we call it the touch point process, and we've created a couple of touch points along the creative process that we can open up to the public in a, you know, marriage-based way. It's not a contest. It's not a trying to embarrass anybody. But it's a way to say, hey, we're doing movies, we're doing web series, we're doing some TV stuff. You want to be in it? Um, you can go to our casting site, which is Screen Test, and try out. You have an idea. You can go to our pitch site, which is called Pitch Next, and you can submit your idea. Um, out of uh, Pitch Next, I think we've bought 25 ideas at this point. Wow. Um, we've made them. Some of them we've made, some of them are in development, um, some of them are about to go into to prep, and, you know, other people are using these two tools as well besides us. Like, we're doing this thing for Kemba Walker for his draft party where we're going to cast two hosts to work the red carpet and work the party and, um, you know, try to get discovered that way by people who are interested in, in hosting. So we have all this stuff available there where... You know, people can try to be part of it because, you know, the, the one thing that I think is pretty negative about our industry is it's extremely closed. It's very hard to figure out how to break in, right. um, even if you have the talent to break in. And, um, you know, we're trying to make it a little bit easier for people to, you know, participate and, and, and get in because um, I'm a firm believer that the system has gotten um, stale. You know, it's the same books, you know, Mr. Popper's Penguins are being recycled into the same sort of, you know, how many times can we watch Jim Carrey be a goofball? <laughs> right, right, right. And I, I kind of think he's funny, but, you know, we've seen the joke right. already. And, you know, Green Lantern, Captain America, I mean, you know. Yeah. We're talking about how many Twilights can there possibly be? Well, let's get away from the wolf thing, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and we think that there's talented people who live in, you know, Queens even, (laughs) and Ohio and Georgia and, you know, Argentina who aren't looking to make studio films. You know, I think the studio films are good for what they're good for, and they serve their purpose, and they, they serve a need, but, you know, I think with the advent of what's going on with technology that you can find people who can create and do things differently yeah so I, I, I like that's what we're trying to do i completely like this idea because i mean it, it, it you're right it's, it's it's almost impossible to, to get into the business and you, you sure. really need there's so many people out there with great stories great ideas this and that and the other thing uh they don't have the money to, to, to you know right. to throw away at all but you yeah. know they have great ideas and that's what is going to fuel our entertainment. I think people that watch movies, yeah, you got you got that slew of people that love the Big Bang thing and the, the special effects stuff. But I think there are a slew of people, a legion of people out there that love movies just based on the stories. Sure, alone. absolutely. Like like Sling Blade, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and Sling Sling Blade would probably not do as well today as it did then because you know those movies are not getting made that much anymore. So the audience is kind of drying up for them and. Drawing uh, up's a bad word. The audience is not exposed to it anymore, so they're just sort of complacently going, okay, Kung Fu Panda's out, okay, Green Lantern's out, that's what I've seen the commercial for, that's what I'll go to. 
And that's what I think the Internet is perfect for, is sort of breaking through those crevices and cracks and, you know, giving people opportunities to do stuff that they couldn't do. And, you know, that's, you know, I met, obviously met Adam at the boot camp, and, you know, the other thing we're trying to do with these boot camps is teach people, like, you know, this is how you break in. This is these are ways to do it because my biggest pet peeve with people in our industry who've been successful is, you know, you go to these film festivals and you sit on these panels and you tell people, well, what I did was this, and you know that's wonderful, but you know I don't think that path exists anymore. So you know, for example, in my case, my first film was a film called Laws of Gravity, which launched the careers of Edie Falco and Peter Green and Nick Gomez and myself incredibly successful at the time we won the Berlin Film Festival we beat out Malcolm X and Unforgiven to win that film festival um, you know made a ton of money on it really successful got a three picture deal at Universal the whole thing if that film's made today it's a paperweight hmm. nobody buys it right and it certainly doesn't come out theatrically because I have no movie stars the whole New York indie crime drama thing has been played out um, so my path can't be, you know, John Doe's path right now because I think my path's closed. I'd have to find a different path today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're trying to find people and, and, you know, give them some insight into, like, don't listen to me about my path. Right. I find, find your path. And we found really talented people, like that film Running America that we released um, and made. It was a boot camp student directed it. You know, we, and a guy from Ohio. Wow. You know, it wasn't a New Yorker or, you know, somebody who, you know, had all the advantages and somebody from rural Ohio who just was a good filmmaker. I, I think that's a, what the point you're making about there is no path is a really yeah. good point to get out to people who want to get into any type of uh, entertainment, uh, you know, part of the industry, whether it's comedy or, or stand-up comedy or, or radio. Even, even, there's no path you can follow. You can't look at somebody guy's career and go, all right, this is what I have to do to get to there. It's just, it's all, it's all luck and being able to be talented and, and open yourself up to the things like what you're doing right now with the, the, the screen test pod and, and the boot camps and type of stuff. You, you need to really throw yourself into that stuff and, and then learn more about the business and the way things are, are going now. To yeah, find your own so many people who just don't want to take the time mm. to learn that this is a business. And if you don't understand the business aspects of it, um, you know, you're going to fail. Like, you know, I don't, did, I, did you guys see Exit Through the Gift Shop? Yeah. 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 Thanks. You know, like, do you think that guy Banksy is ignorant to the business side of things? No. no. First <laughs> of all, I don't believe a word of that film. I think it's a complete set up yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I, I do i do as well yeah every time i watch a documentary uh larry uh, i go onto the internet to see what people write about it and there was a ton of crap about that film about how it was set like up a mockumentary the, yeah mockumentary yeah yeah i think he's totally playing a joke but that guy straight understands the business of what he's doing right. um you know and i think that's important for people to be you know uh, successful artists and I think people have this perception that you can't be a successful artist if you're good at business mm. or if you pay attention to the business right. you know and you can be um, and you in, in fact I can't name a filmmaker and you know I know a lot of pretty successful 
writer, directors, producers, you think Spike doesn't get the business? You think Spielberg doesn't get the business half? You think they're just, you know, completely a slave to what their managers say and their business managers and their accountants? Of course they get the money. Yeah. Of course, Daisy doesn't understand the business. Whoever it is that people like, they get it. <laughs> the guy who's like, I'm an artist, don't talk to me about business, doesn't work. You know? And doesn't mean you have to conform to make everything the way other people want to make it, but you should understand who your audience is, how you're going to speak to them, how you're going to get them to pay you for whatever it is that you're making, and your budget should correspond to the size of what you think your audience is. <laughs> I hear Larry talking like this, and I'm going, wow, I really have no business sense, but what the hell am I selling, shit? I, I mean, <laughs> I but you can't do that. You can't, you can't put know, down your product. If I was at the boot camp, it would have totally failed. You know pitch. what? I started doing that. I actually started doing my little self-deprecation oh, really? bit, and you know, he, you know, Larry was giving me the look, you can't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I got in his face a little bit about yeah, that. But it's true. You can't, you can't put the product down. Yeah. It's a good product. I think I obviously think we're funny, but I don't know what like like he was just talking about. You know, obviously he's talking about film that type of industry. This is radio; it's kind of different. But you want to sell the show, right? You want to be on a big network somewhere. It's an entertainment right? media, so it is. It is you can mm. you know make Look, your comparisons. You guys, you know, and again, I just met you, so you know, I, I I can't speak to your track record and your history. But if you guys just sucked, nobody would listen. That's right. It's true. And the fact that you have whatever the amount of listeners, five, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, whatever it is, means you're doing something that's compelling people to A, listen to you, and B, it's outside of the scope of, you know, just your friends and family right. <laughs> running up the numbers. So, so other people are telling people to listen. And sometimes the bigger platform will ruin it. Right. Um, sometimes it won't, you know. Um, you know, the bigger platform did not ruin Howard Stern. But, you know, uh, again, as much as Howard Stern made on Sirius, which I believe was $500 million, yeah, you know, and it's a different time now, whatever, it's three or four years later since he did that, you know, that the technology's different. I, I don't know if I'm Howard Stern if I don't do it myself. Right. And do my radio show on HowardStern.com and set up the infrastructure to do my own ad sales and, you know, make it a subscriber base like Sirius is. And, you know, six million people at 20, 20 bucks a month or whatever it is, five bucks a month. I should have went to the damn Howard had a more would have had a lot more than six million people if he went to his whole audience, go to my .com site and pay me three bucks a month, five bucks a month. Right. He had 20 million people. That's $100 million a month. Right. Yeah. Now, Larry, Larry is a smart guy. Larry Maestrich, we're on the phone with him. He has executive produced a ton of films, uh, ScreenTestPod.com. And you got another boot camp coming up in New York in, in August, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should come out. Yeah. I mean, I mean somebody's going to do what I just said, by the way. I think it's going <laughs> to be the NFL. That's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah, he talk, spoke about this at boot camp. What? Like, what do these... The NFL is going to say, you know what? Fuck this TV deal. No shit. Somebody smart's going to do it. Well, maybe it's not the NFL. But if I, if you made me in charge of the NFL tomorrow, I would call up all my network partners and i say, boarding the deal. I'm going to air... I'm going to pay for the cost myself of filming the games, which is a drop in the bucket. <laughs> you know, 
realistically. Mm -hmm. NFL owns every game ever filmed of every play in NFL films, right? Right. And I would go to the, the global football audience, and I would say, games play regular times. They're live at NFL.com, or you could watch them anytime you want. Mm. Five bucks a month. You're right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a good idea because then you can also select what games you want to yeah. watch and this and that and the right. other thing. Imagine that. Then you can watch, you want to watch all the games back to back to back. You want to watch pieces. You, you, you can do whatever you wanted as a consumer. That's not a bad and prediction. The NFL yeah. can do all of their own ad sales. And most importantly, by subscribing, instead of knowing, like, I, I think the statistics something crazy, like 113 million people a week watch the NFL, mm. you'd know their names. Yeah. You know their addresses, you'd have their credit card right. transactional information, you'd be able to interact with them in such a deeper way as the as the sport. And you know, as internet TV gets enabled and you know more prevalent and all that stuff, I, I think the same is going to come for the radio. It's not, well, probably not far away from internet-based radio in your car. Well, I mean, even before, in, in the beginning of this interview, you, obviously, you just were mentioning the, the name movie theaters. I'm just like, I, I thought of that, and I was like, wow, you know, why, why do you even have movie theaters anymore? I well, mean, no, there, I mean, there is a certain interest to going to the theater, you know. The, yeah, the, obviously the, there is, but, I mean, it's not I a think necessity. movie theaters will always be around. Sure. Um, I think it's uh, event-based marketing, like going to a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the experience will start to get enhanced. Like, there's a chain that popped up in, in Texas called the Alamo Draft House. Yes. I guess familiar with yeah, that. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, but basically what they did is they took out every other row, mm -hmm. and they stunk the floors, and they put a bar in it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, the 20 minutes that you're sitting there, you can order a bucket of beer and, you know, bar food, like wings and burgers and salads and stuff. So it's like a cool date. You know, you go to a movie, you can eat and drink. While you're watching the movie, they were smart. Like, all the utensils are made out of wood, so there's no noise and clinking and clanking. And I, I think they're going to start, you know, upping the ante in the theaters with those motion seats and the, you know, you know, 3D inserted into your eyeball, <laughs> you know, right. whatever it might be. But, you know, people like to get out of the house. People like to go have popcorn and candy. And, you know, I, I think that will always be there. I think what's about to go away... It's like the whole DVD market. Oh, I believe um, that. Sure. Know, people are going to download it or put it in their cloud or put it in their iPads or whatever it is in their, their their movie collection. Like I was just actually in a store for one of those home theaters, mm -hmm. and they have a rack now where you can basically, you know, put five thousand movies in you know a thing the size of a desktop computer, Jeez. and you know store them all digitally and it's all HD or Blu-ray, whatever came on the, the disc or however you download it, it can, you know, be reformatted and it's like, all right, well, you know, that satisfies the collector market mm. and, you know, in-home's in going to, it's just going to be theatrical and in-home. That's what it's going to gonna end up being, I think. Hey, Larry, it's I... It's still I, a huge market, so... Oh, without a doubt, yeah, but... I mean, I mean, Blu-ray has a little bit of a shelf life still, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like for us, you know, in our distribution side, I would say it's about 65, 35 right now, DVD downloads as to mm -hmm. what people purchase. Um, but last year, it was 70, 30. Okay. You know, so it's 
I would say that's kind of a rapid change, even though it's 5%, but that's a lot in a year. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, we're seeing a lot of people download, particularly internationally, you know, because people, obviously, the shipping's a lot. Um, so, you know, ton of downloads internationally on, you know, on, on all of our content and all that kind of stuff. Hey, Larry, here, here's something that I was just wondering, a little uh, heavy business question. I was just kind of curious. Why is it that... You can go to see a movie, uh, granted, maybe, you know, two weeks or so after it premieres here in the States, but let's say in Mexico, and it's like three, four dollars uh, on a Friday night. And, and like, why is that? Why is it so much cheaper? And then to, to tack on to that, how come things, uh, like, as well in Mexico, they have a lot more theaters called, like, VIP theaters, where you get, like, the full... And granted, they have the Texas thing, but it seems like it's more common outside of the United States. Why why, why is it so much cheaper to go see a movie outside the States, and why do they have these, these luxurious accommodations, which seem like they're very few and far between here in the States? Well, because the, their consumer base can't tolerate, you know, a $12 ticket price. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, we're also in New York, which is, you know, the highest ticket price. You know, right. in Ohio, it's still eight bucks, right. seven bucks. Right. Right. Um, and in a lot of places, particularly, you know, places like Mexico and India and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of people go for the air conditioning, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> all right, all right, like, I get that. Serious. You know, even in the Middle East and all that stuff, because for three bucks, you can go be cool <laughs> right. for a couple of hours. Um and you, you you can't afford air conditioning and you can't afford to travel. You know the vast majority of the Mexican population's poor. Right, right, right. You know, and again, culturally, movies are something outside of the United States that are like Mexican. Like the filmmakers are, are much more revered than our filmmakers. Our filmmakers are more like pop culture people, where like Mexico or India, their filmmakers are like you know icons. Right, right, right. Hmm. And, you know, they want everybody to see it. And, and a lot of times also film, particularly in Europe, to a certain degree Mexico, but a lot of South America, Venezuela in particular, highly subsidized by the government. Hmm. So, like, I, I acquired a film about five or six years ago, which we released here, called El Bola, which was the uh, Spanish film from Spain. Okay. And was the film that swept their equivalent of the Oscars, which are called the Goya Awards. Goya, um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Of course, they're called the Goya Awards. God yeah. damn it! Um, <laughs> not after the bean, after the artist. Oh, <laughs> well, there's well, our there's our intellect right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, they, it was a five million dollar film, and they got four million dollars of it from the government. That wow. they didn't have to pay back. Holy wow. shit! For the grant, like we don't have that here. Right, right, right. Wow. So, um, you know, because they feel Spanish filmmakers are part of their culture and part of their, you know, voice to the rest of the world and, and all that stuff, and we don't. That being said, on, on the other side of that, uh, you know, and I'm not a Nobel Prize winning economist or anything, but I'm pretty sure that the statement I'm about to say is correct, which is, you know, I think that's the last um, industry that we globally dominate. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Avatar doesn't come out of any other country. Um, You know, there's not really been a global theatrical hit 
the way we consistently put them out and you know our directors and even more importantly our crew base you know our cinematographers our editors our production designers etc they're the world class talent um, and you know no matter how much money you have like I've, we've been doing some stuff in the Middle East and they have you know literally rolling in money but they don't have any expertise and you know they don't have any crew base and they don't have any, any any talent and you know it really is our best export right now and our I, biggest, I'll go our one biggest step further star. I think it's our only yeah. yeah it really is the only one notable you know yeah. which is kind of yeah. scary yeah. you know we're we're losing a lot in technology which had been our other one you know automotive steel you name it well we got Apple there's the other one Apple's the other one yeah. iPods <laughs> And iPhones. That's about it. Yeah. Wow. You know what, Larry? It's been a pleasure talking yeah, to you. It's just a wealth of knowledge. And I could speak firsthand. I mean, if you are an uh, inspiring filmmaker or, or have something that you really want to get out there, um, definitely go to the boot camps. What's, uh, what's the website for if people want to find out more information about the boot camp? It's uh, filmboot, F-I-L-M-B-O-O-T dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing one in the city in August. And uh, hope some people come. Definitely. I mean, I, I could speak. Like I said, I could speak firsthand. It's definitely worthwhile. And and as as hopefully this interview show that Larry's just a, a vault of knowledge in the world. What's the matter? To be honest with you, I, I don't even. I don't. I just met Larry on the phone here, and uh, he already got me rethinking my direction for the radio show. Oh, look at you! <laughs> That's the magic of Larry Weinstrich. <laughs> well, I, I, I have an idea for your radio show, which we could talk about. All. Nice. <laughs> Take it to the next level if you guys want. Does it involve strippers? <laughs> it could. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Larry, we'll love to, yeah, we love to entertain anything. Definitely. You to. You're a smart man. All right. Well, next time I'm on, I'll come there and drink with you guys. Nice. Yes. Coors Light for everybody. <laughs> everybody wins with Coors Lights. <laughs> Larry, it was a pleasure, man. And, and, and honestly, uh, more success to you. And uh, good luck with everything you're doing. You've you already had a tremendous career already. And well, um, and yeah. I, I appreciate it. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, hopefully we get to meet him in person soon. We'll, uh, maybe set something up. Maybe get a little chit-chat yeah. with Mr. Maestrich. Yeah, we're nice people, Larry. We're not vultures. He met me in person already, so we already have that look. Oh. That, that's funny. That's you know, Larry. That's very. That's something interesting about this show. And when people don't get the when they don't meet us and they just know us through the show, they think even though we're very we're funny, we goof around. People think we're kind of have this meanness about us, and then they meet us obviously, and they realize, oh, you know, there's just a couple of schmucks from the island, but. Mm. Uh, that's the one thing we, we, we need to work on with the show is that we're not mean guys. Oh, yeah, we're nice. We just like that. Do you think fun. we're mean guys, Larry? Do, do we do we seem like we were mean talking to you? No. See? No. There it is. People think that about Howard too, and he's not mean. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We thought that about Chauncey too. Yeah. You know. So it's. it's yeah, we're good guys. We're good guys. Uh, we're keeping Larry. He's got to make a couple million dollars in the next five minutes. <laughs> He's got an idea. He's he's, he's, he's he's the guy who makes money. Come on. Right, exactly. Let's go. Larry, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, ScreenTestPod.com. And definitely, if you're in the New York tri-state area or if you want to fly in, I would highly suggest it. Uh, firsthand, I was at one of his uh, boot camps. And, and if you're an inspiring filmmaker or have something that you want to pitch or, or just learn more about the business, uh, Larry Maestrich is a vault of information. Well, thank you, guys. And... Uh We'll talk to you guys soon. Yes, Definitely. stay in touch, Larry. We got beer, uh, you know, cooling off here. So come on <laughs> over. Okay. All right.
Thanks, I'm Larry. I'm on the scotch night, I think. Oh, oh. nice. All right, oh, all right. Oh, High rolling. Mr. Roll movie again. producer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Larry, you're great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, guys. Take right, care. There he goes. Bye. There's Larry Meisters, everybody, man. Is he just like? Does he just not have like? He's got a wealth of knowledge. And by the way, we we it was like our first conversation. I guarantee we have another conversation with guys. We're gonna we're gonna do a little dabble of the uh, inside of Hollywood type stuff, business stuff. But there's gonna be a lot of laughs. I'm sure he's got a tremendous amount of stories. He has stories. I want to hear them. I don't know what he I didn't know say. where to go because I've never met the guy. I want to hear the stories. I almost don't know if I could say where you could hear some of the stories. He could probably write might books. Be kind of, he could probably write books on stuff that's happened. All I'll say is he's got stories. Good. I'll just say that. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll do some more stuff on lunaticradio.com show. Stick around. Steve-O possibly at the end of the show. All right. Back right after this. You're listening to a future Marconi Award winner. You know what's weird? Both of you idiots listen to me. Okay. I was like, I'm going to hate these guys when I call them, and I actually don't hate you. You're pretty cool. Wow. It's a nice comment. Yes. Yeah, look at that. Thank you very much. You guys actually just get it. You get comedy, and that's really refreshing because most radio guys are fucking assholes. Exactly. So uh, thank you for just getting it. You know what I'm saying, stupid? Well, yeah, yes. Yes, I do. Here McCann on the LunaticRadio.com show. It's you know, Feel free to reach out to me anytime you want to chat, and, and we'll continue to catch up. Uh, I got two more things. Oh, oh, oh. When you kick the guy out, just give me a call. <laughs> okay. No and problem. just one more one, one more time, can you just repeat that, uh, hi, this is Rachel Yucatel, and uh, my next reality show came from this crappy radio show called lunaticradio.com. This is Rachel Yucatel, and my idea for a reality series that I star in actually came from Lunatic Radio, and I'm very honored to have been given that idea by them. <laughs> You're the best. She's so sweet. She didn't say crappy. She couldn't do it. <laughs> I, couldn't say, I couldn't say crappy. <laughs> This is really, really young. Wow. How are you, Haley Young, uh, adult film star? Go ahead and suck the dick right on the phone. Keep the phone uh, next to the dick as you suck it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to leave the phone next to the dick while I suck it. Hold on. Okay. Are we sure this isn't Whitney Steele? No, whatever. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck who it is. <laughs> oh. Did you just suck that dick? Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> just hung up on her. We just oh wanted to get God. what we wanted. <laughs> the LunaticRadio.com show. Miss some of the live show? Be sure to check us out on iTunes and download the show located in the podcast directory under comedy. 
That's Lunatic Radio, iTunes, Podcast, Comedy Category. Because we're f- That's lunaticradio.com forward slash iTunes to download the show. Comedy, beer, smut, talk. It's lunaticradio.com. What up, everybody? Love these motherfuckers. Non-point. Hover? Oh. Kia Rock hanging out with you. Broadcasting live from New York. Hover.com, everybody. Domain names made simple. Log on to Hover.com. Type in the promo code Loon. When you're buying your next domain name, and you'll save 10%. Promo code Loon. That's L-U-N. No upselling, no tricks. Hover.com. We love that motherfucker. That was great with Larry. Yeah, was I good. thought it went really well. Apparently, Angelina Jolie back in her day was the hottest chick ever. Yeah. Wait, I wanted to get into more of that. I really did. I know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she, Angelina Jolie back in the day was a feisty young girl. Like in her mid 20s, she was like out of her mind. Yeah, we got a call coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Caller, you're on the air. Caller, you're on the air. Caller, hi. Welcome to the show. What? What's happening there? Hey, Radio.com. It, it, it's these Johnny Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten Island, that's right, baby. I'm hanging out with some people here at Griff's Bar. Griff's Bar? Yeah, Griff's, Griff's Place. What's going on, Johnny? John, what's happening? Huh? We're at the bar here hanging out, drinking some beers. Hey! Hey, hey what's up, Staten Island? Hey, space! Hey, hey, somebody here, yeah. somebody. Let's talk to somebody. Let's talk to a local. I don't want to talk to Let's someone. Let's talk to someone. What's up, baby? Who's this? It's Chris Gloria. What's up? It's Florio? It's Chris Gloria. Who is it? Yeah, dude, I'm a friend of Jimmy, uh, John Collins, for a long years. I keep calling you Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, I know you. Yeah, you know. No, 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 not Jimmy, John oh. Collins. Oh, Johnny Collins. Oh, yeah, Johnny Collins. You, you helped him do that thing, right? You helped him all Johnny Collins. Yeah, Johnny Collins. You can to play around me. Who do you get the money? John Collins, So what's up? Staten you Island. Want to me on radio? Yeah, dude, you're on the radio right now. What are you? You're well. You're incoherent on the radio. Yeah. What are you drinking, sir? Right now. What are you drinking? Right now. What? You gonna buy me more? Yeah, I'm gonna buy you some. What am I a faggot? What am I gonna buy you drink? Blue moon. Blue moon, baby. Blue moon. That's what I drink. I drink blue moon. I'm on my night off on blue moon now. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Yo, yo, listen to me. Give, give, give the Lord Yannick a shout out, pal. They're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, Actually, no, that's them sober. Here. Who's this? Can we request a song? Yeah, request a song. What song would you like to hear, lady? Yeah, oh, God. Hall and Oates. They're coming back in Thompson. Hall and Oates. Of course you want to hear Hall and Oates. 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 Hall and
know that song, right? What song? You did it, you did it, you did it, you did it, you did it. It's like an old song. You know what? The 80s doesn't even know that song. <laughs> One better Hole and Oats doesn't even know that song. They can't even hear us, to be honest with you. They're back in concert now. Hole and Oats are back in concert? Who gives a shit? No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're going to Jones Beach. They're going to play in a high school in Bayonne. Who are we speaking to right now? What's your name, little lady? And now, if you you play that song, I'm on the radio, I'm on the TV here. We're on a TV. We're on a TV there. Uh, I've been insulting you guys the entire time. All right, put Johnny back on the phone. Uh, we, we know Hall and Oates. We, they exist. We know. They, yeah, we know the song. God, we gotta go to No, we don't. Where's John? Where's John Collins? I want John Collins. Really, Hall and Oates are back in concert. Oh, I get it. Where's John? You know, I I should be a radio DJ because I know more stuff than you guys do. It's a t- all right. Yeah, you come off the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you do. I'll be quiet. You. All right. I'm kidding. No, I know. <laughs> just joshing. Just yeah, joshing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it's all love you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, you know we're really saying. No, 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 no. I'm kidding with you guys. Yeah, we know. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? I'm, really, I'm really a fun girl. Come. Yeah, what are you drinking right now? Come. What am I drinking? I'm drinking Bud Light. They all call it. Yeah, what is what everyone thinking we're going to buy drinks? <laughs> free drinks is down. That's all they want. They go to the bar, they want free drinks. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're gonna buy one over the phone. Yeah, that's all we're. Yeah, that's all standing on people want. They want to mooch a drink off you. Right. Where's John? Put John back on the phone. I gotta talk about John. We gotta talk to John boy. Talk to He's John. John boy over there. Bye. John. John calls in and gives the phone to forty other drunks. I love how it's a Monday night there. You know, it's getting plastered. Give me a stand on. It's always Saturday. Hey, yo, we gotta get we gotta get audio better here, man. It sounds like ass. What are you doing, John? Congratulations on the movie, sir. Dude, thank you very much, man. Thanks for playing the trailer, man. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, dear God, no, everybody coming to uh, someplace near you. Yeah, you can check it out on uh, grindhouse.com. Yeah, grindhouse.com. That's right. And Rock has got a freaking. Uh, I don't know. He's got to fucking learn how to do some covers, man. We could do some shows together. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But he's, he's, he's playing the Chopsticking or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Wait, what are you So what are you doing there at the bar that you're talking about, like, bad audio? He's, what is... He's uh, getting drunk. His phone sucks. No, no, no. Because what I'm going to do, guys, I, you know, I, I brought this up before, but I'm actually making it happen. I'm coming in Mondays whenever I'm not coming to you guys. Right. And I'm going to have uh, a couple of TVs streaming the show, man, and have people correspond back and forth. First uh, bar. How about them apples? I like that. It's like a simulcast. I dig it. From a bar. Yeah, it's this. And Grip's a big fan. He's a good friend of mine. And he wants to name drinks after you guys, man. Everybody wants to drink with us. That's why we're becoming alcoholics. Well, at least I am very quickly. Yeah, yeah, dude. You are an alcoholic. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty there. So wait, are we are we on like a television right now? No, no, you're actually on a, a laptop. I'm sitting on the bar. Um, <laughs> I need to get a USB port and put up the TV. I didn't know what the setup was going to be until I got here today. 
All right. I like where your head's at, John. We're going to be syndicating or simulcasting the show at bars on Staten Island, at Griff's in Staten Island. You know what I'm going to do? Rock and roll, man. You know Rock what I'm gonna and roll. Do? I'm going to throw up right now. I'm going to write. Where's that? Where's my little thing? Rock is doing something right now. Here, here. So now it's going to say John from Griff's. See right now? Right now, if it's on the, on the laptop, it actually says Griff's. There you go. Anybody comes down and wants to have a drink with me, Griff's at half price. All they got to say to the bartender is golf. Golf? Nothing makes yep, any sense. I love you, John. You never make any sense. I love you. I don't know why you say it. Dude, it's not me. He just wants people to come in and take golf and they get drinks at that price, man. I like it. I like it, Johnny. I like where the head's at. This is a fact. Dude, Believe it. Does it have to make sense? No, of course not. But the, the reality of the matter is... This is fact. John is the most coherent person on that island. Oh, he really? Honestly. That's why he's the mayor. No joke. Yeah, that's why he's the mayor. No joke. John is the most coherent. That's why everybody loves him. That's why everyone goes to him. Everyone knows him because he is like the like the, the guy to go to in Staten Island. Yeah. You guys are awesome, bro. I love you guys. All right, Johnny. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. You guys, man. You guys have a great night, man. I'll talk right, to you later. 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 There goes John, our buddy there from Staten Island. His awful phone connection, but that he's doing woman good. And fucking Hall and Oates would not stop yeah, about it. Get it? <laughs> Hall and Oates—they're still playing, right? That, that it's like, there's a vortex. They're there. They're coming back to Jones Beach. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't think anybody else is going to meet them there. There but is a vortex be there. there in Staten Island. I I just don't get it. Staten Island's a weird place, man. It's actually, you know, it's kind of. It's not as bad as we make it out to be. No, without a doubt. But you now you're killing it's, the fun. Yeah, but it's it's still uh, it's it, the people there are definitely strange motherfuckers. They are strange motherfuckers. Yeah. So, ah, uh, oh, man, I don't know if that I was can... a vortex. <laughs> yeah, that was a mental vortex. Uh, I, I heard a story over the weekend. Another uh, brutal story about how uh, sometimes women are, are uh, brutal rock. Sometimes the chicks are brutal. I have a fr- friend friend of mine, right? Been dating this chick for about four months, right? And it kind of got to the point where, you know, the, the broad's like sleeping over his apartment. They're okay. doing things together, going on trips. To, like they went to another state together to okay. visit her family, this and that and the other thing, right? Okay. So uh, last weekend it came up, um, him and his buddies. Uh, this has been planned for like months. Uh, they they rented a house on the on the shore, the Jersey Shore, nice. where they're all gonna go and have a good time, right? So obviously he's dating this girl who he, he's super in love with because it's pretty much the hottest chick he's ever gotten, I guess. Okay, according, according to him. Okay, don't quote me. But uh, so he brings the girl there, right? And they're all partying this and that and the other thing, right? The girl ends up fucking another guy. <gasps> no. Wait. The girl yeah. ends up banging another dude. <laughs> dude, how awful is that? That sucks. So my my buddy, or you know, he's just the guy I know, really. But he's 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 friends. I'm friends with him. Um, he ends up getting like getting pissed, right? Oh, of course. And he gets on a bike and bikes his way back to his apartment, which is forty miles. From where he is. Why didn't he have a car? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I have no idea why. But sounds like something, something, something much, you would do. How much of a bummer is that? 
I know, exactly. Uh, how much of a bummer is that, though? That blows. Dude, trust me when I say this guy was super in love with this Yeah, shit. sure, sure, sure. He was, like, he, was, he was trying to... So do- he was at this party with her, and she... The there. party, they were staying in a house together with all the rest of his friends, and the girl ends up banging another dude. There with him, essentially there? I guess amongst... Uh, um, maybe right. he was out... Not the- terribly far from the scene. Yeah, but he he brought her there. No, I know. I, I'm just I'm just showing how exponentially and bad this is. There, yeah, I know. But doesn't that just go to show you sometimes girls are whores and they're always going to be whores? Is that your point that yeah, you're trying I to get? I guess. There? I don't know. Well, how the fuck do you... How do you do that? That sucks. How do you do that? A lot of alcohol? I guess was that I, I that's what I want to know. Like, is it was the girl ain't had any? She had to have some sort of remorse. That's like not even human to do to another person, Jeez. knowing how much the guy digs her. Poor I mean, the guy ran. The guy. I felt so bad for him. He, he, biking of the forty miles. He, he, is, boy, he, he was so upset. He biked forty miles. Was he fucking Forrest Gump? I don't know. I was just, I heard this story uh, over the last couple of days and I was just shaking my head, feeling terrible for the guy, but then oh thinking, like, who is this broad to do that? <laughs> like, who is this fucking broad? Mr. Mrs. Golden Pussy, apparently. Go fuck yourself. That's a, Jesus. Of, that's a weird name to have. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jenny Golden, uh, I don't know, whatever. I don't know who her fucking name is, but, you know, Christ Almighty, that's, have a heart. You, you went to the house with the guy. You were, you know, staying at his apartment, and you guys went on trips together to meet your family, this and that, and the other thing. Yeah, right, right. And you bang a dude on the trip. Ugh. Another guy. Poor fucking. How dude. fucking awful is that to do? So- what, what kind of a person does that? You know what kind of person does that? A whore. whore. <laughs> An absolute whore. Jesus. And I don't call girls whores. And obviously, I'm calling this girl a whore because I don't even know her. I've never even seen her. Man. But, you know, judging from what my buddy told me, he's like, it is the hottest chick I've ever gotten, but there's not any other thing. Here's a question. Fuck. If that happens, do you have a right as the guy to punch her? No, but you have the right to get on a megaphone, go out onto the patio, and go, there's a cunt in this house. (laughs) Attention, Jersey Shore residents. There's a cunt in this house. (laughs) What? Where's my megaphone? It's around. Oh, it's back here. It's back here. Give me my megaphone. Uh-oh. Okay, so not going to Yeah, if that happens and you, you're dating some girl and you bring her to a Jersey Shore house where all your friends are getting together and you're going to have a festive time, you have the right. <laughs> if she is dating you and comes into the house and fucks some other guy in another room right. while you're out doing whatever the hell you're doing. Sure. You go home and you find that because you're coming home. He was coming home from wherever he was because I got to assume this girl banged this guy when he wasn't around. He's coming home from whatever bar going, oh, great. I'm going to be, you know, I got my check here. I'm going to come, you know, have some, like, we'll grab on a couch. We'll do some sexy things. Sure. Lovely talk. Maybe we'll get in the jacuzzi if there is one. Right. He's thinking a happy time, right? Happy time. Tell him, no, I, you know what? Sorry, dude. I, I sucked that guy's dick and he put his dick in my thing. Sorry. 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 You have the right to open up the door, right. sliding glass door, get out on the patio where the, where the wind is blowing. Sure. And do this. Attention, Jersey Shore residences. There's an absolute cunt who's blonde. I know she's blonde. Living 
are staying the weekend in this residence. If you would like to get your dick sucked or fuck some nice pussy, come to this house. An absolute cunt whore lives here for the weekend. She'll be here all weekend. She's putting on shows. She's sucking the dick of everybody other than me in this residence. Although she did stay at my apartment and uh, eat all my food, this cunt bitch whore still needs to eat cock. She's not hungry enough. She didn't fill up her belly enough. Her belly's not full of enough cum yet. So come on over to this house because there's a cunt living here. And she'll suck your dick. I'm madly in love with this cunt. She broke my heart. I'm getting on a bike and riding 40 miles. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but yes, he has every right to do that. What? That warrants the cunt word. And I'm not throwing that. That's not a light word yeah. to throw out. No, that no, 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 no. You can, you can, that holds weight. If that, ha- if that happens. That's girth. That happened to me, dude. If I had a megaphone, that's what I'm doing. You got to keep that megaphone around you. I love that. Because you never know. I love that megaphone. That yes. thing's lasted. Believe me, I'll, I'll meet a bunch of cunts in my day. Oh, poor guy. Dude, don't you feel for the dude? I, I, I'm still, I mean, it's awful. I, I'm still, he, I can't I, I'm understand not, the 40 mile bike ride. I'm not stressing it enough. He fucking was so in love. Like, I'm sure. I'm she sure. Was, she, was a, she was the type of chick he met where he was like literally changing his life yeah, to yeah, yeah. try to impress her, all the, all these things and this and that and the other. Just what a bitch. What a bitch. So I take it they're not together anymore? I, pff, I hope the guy's not fucking shooting himself or something. Jesus Christ. I haven't heard, but I'm sure I'm going to hear the, the, the details at some point. Woo! Yeah. What an awful thing, right? God damn. That's just fucking awful. I don't want to know people like that. Like, I've come across people like that. I don't want to know them. I don't, like, where's the fucking loyalty? That's even close to loyalty. What was she thinking? I, apparently, she must have gotten drunk. But still, even when you're drunk, even a ha- you wouldn't do something if like you're, that. If you're dating, Unless you were raped. If you're dating or in some sort of emotional relationship with somebody. You're not that intoxicated. And you're, and you're going on like a weekend vacation yeah. to a house where you're going to be staying with him and his friends and some other girls or something. You don't blow or fuck somebody that you meet at a bar. It's true. You learn that. You learn that in uh, health sciences. Is your fucking pussy a toll booth? Jesus Christ. Oh, I get it. Yeah, right. You know, cars just drive through it or dicks. Or dicks. So you're giving the option for cars to pass through it. You know, if you're a black guy, you're probably playing double because it's just the bigger dick. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Understood. <laughs> the dually. Double wide. <laughs> double wide. Whatever. I had the joke. I blew it. Sorry. But isn't that fucking awful, man? Uh, oh, God. I just When I heard that, I was just like, uh I, the, the word whore just came. I don't even know this person. I do you like, do you ask her like what were you thinking? Knowing him, he he heard the news. His face got really red. He was in silence. He fucking broke something. And as he was riding the bike forty miles, <laughs> he was cursing up a storm. Oh. And probably halfway on the bike ride because he's really not in the greatest shape in the world. He was going, "Why the fuck am I riding this bike?" <laughs> oh. Like, what am I doing? He's like, I'm halfway. I might as well just go the rest yeah, of the right, way. Right. And then, actually, when he got back to his place, his buddies called him from the house, and they're like, dude, I think they kicked her out. Like, his buddies, yeah, really, sure, like, sure. they booted her. And uh, they're like, dude, come back to the house, because you fucking paid money to stay here, so come yeah. back to the house. And yeah, I think he ended up going back to the house, and they, 
I'm sure they got a fucking ripped hole. So they probably got strippers for the guy. They were in the Jersey Shore, correct? Yeah. And then, and he lives, generally speaking. I'll tell you. I don't want to, because I, I don't want to identify the guy. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm thinking like George Washington Bridge. Helps you, like he's going to bike over. Or no, no, no. Yeah, no. Well, they, well, he had to go over a bridge, but it's not in this city. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Wow, that is a rough story. That's a rough one, man. And he's, I mean, he's been through, like, this guy, this particular guy, been through hell with other girls. Like, hell. Hell. Mm. And then he meets this girl who he thinks is going to be everything. Because she's uber hot, she's cool, down to earth. Right. She's kind of ditzy, which is kind of cute. Sure, sure. Uh, this and that and the other thing. Just just took his, took his fucking emotion and his heart and just... Literally fucking blasted it. God, I can feel bad for the guy. That shit fucking happens though, and I I don't understand. Like, how, what? How do you fuck? How do you? I don't know. How do you? How are you like that as a as a bro? Yeah, that person. Like, how how does she? How how does she justify it? You how don't. She, how does she wake up the next morning? Like, you know what? I fucked up, but you know. How do you? Shit how, how do you fucking like two three years from now? You know. You sit there and you got like another guy who likes you or you're liking some other guy. How do right. you fucking rationalize with yourself? Like, yeah, you know what? I really like this guy. You know, I'm not going to fuck this up. Right, How do you right. say you're not going to fuck this up? You fuck. You fucking. You were dating some yeah. dude and you fucked some other guy. The drop of a hat. You were uh, uh, you on your fucking, knees. Yeah. some You met some guy for two hours. You got hammered and you blew him or right. and, and banged him. Right. How do you fucking. How do you live with yourself when you do that? I could never do that. I couldn't you can never get on your knees and blow a guy? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> no. I'm just saying I could never I could never cheat on so I could never do that. That's right. fucking awful. Well, I, you know, things have happened to me, but you know, but I, I still, even before those things happened to me, I could never do it. Mm. I could never do I mean, is there a thing like be honest? Be honest. Like, hey, you know what I don't like you, this ain't working out. See ya. Have that yeah, come. Yeah. Like I've told you in the past. Uh I've I've had sex with one girl and then had sex with another girl the next week. And I told them both about each other and said, you know, figure it out. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> you know, you just got to be honest. And only you, they're still around. There. But you're honest, right? Well, of course. Honesty is the best policy. Honesty is say. the best fucking policy, Rock. Uh, I don't think they said fuck it in the whole little thing. But, yeah. I believe it says that. Honesty is the best fucking policy ever. Print it, fucko. Really? Mm. Isn't that awful, though, man? That sucks. You fucking do that. Yeah, there's always those horror stories out there. We should try to get the girl on the phone. Can we make that happen? She's kind of hot. <laughs> oh, my God! No, I, actually, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of her. <clears throat> All right. Oh, snap! I don't, I don't think I have, but I'm not positive on that. The old Facebook. Yeah, I wish I knew her name. I don't even want to know her name because I don't want to even know that 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 they did it. Hey, I see. Hey, you fucking do that, dude. Guy, I mean, the guy guys do that to girls, though. I guess, right? It goes both ways. Well, yeah, I guess so. I need fucking. <sighs> well, people don't think they don't care about the repercussions. They just do what they want, and. Uh... But how do you think about like? You, literally, this girl had a key to his apartment, where she was. She was going to a school. She's in college. Okay. Going to a school. And 
instead of, you know, having the dorm room thing or blah, 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 she wanted a place to crash. He gave her a key so he can use his place oh. while he's, you know, out to work or... Oh, do you think she bones some in dude the in there? Do you think she bones some dude in there? What is going through his mind now? Yeah. Right? He's got what is happening in my apartment? Ugh. When Oof. I'm not there for a week on end. He's got a And move. she's got a key to the place. Oh, my God. Imagine, I guarantee you that's going through his head. Going, fuck, what has happened on my bed? Oh, my God, I got to call him. I got to call him. I really got to call him. I don't want to put that thought in his head, but, you know, you got to imagine. If a girl's willing to freaking bang a guy in the same residence that you're yeah. at, that you're dating. Oh, my God. What is she doing at your apartment that she has a K2 oh, so you're not been, there for four days on it? There potentially is a scenario where she fucks some other dude and then had sex with him. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, within a short amount of time. Like a short time. Ugh. That's a whore, man. That is a fucking whore. And I don't like really using that term that much. You don't like using the word whore? No. I actually, I don't like, call, I don't like calling girls any types of names because they're fucking broads. Other than broad, <laughs> other than broad, I don't like calling. The genius of Kieran was I, just there. I don't like. Show. I don't like calling them whores or cunts or anything like that. But you know, you know when you see one. Well, whore's a whore. That's a whore. All right. That's fucking awful. You gotta call them like you see them. And for guys, the guys that do that, the broads, the same fucking thing. You fucking scumbag. You fucking. Yeah. It's fucking awful. All right, we get the fucking. Yeah, get it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, awful, man. Anthony Weiner. Your boy. By the way, Rock and I were talking about this during the break. It's kind of weird, but Anthony Weiner's kind of built. Yeah. There's a picture of him with his shirt off, and he's kind of got pecs. It's annoying me. Rock got mad at that. He's, like, he's got that crease. Yeah. Like he does a lot of push-ups or something. But he's still got that. He's got the nose of a pelican. Right, yeah, I mean... Yeah, mentally and facially, he's got some work to do. But uh, the broad apparently that he's uh, was canoodling with isn't that well, bad? Canoodling? Yeah. They what? There's a picture of her. Megan, there's no way there's a picture of her. Megan Browsard? No the way. Twenty six year old receptionist. I don't believe it. Of se- uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. The twenty six year old recipient of several of Anthony Weiner's now famous dirty messages. Talk to ABC News. It's on Gawker. You can actually... How did that happen? There, How did a, that get out? There's an interview on Gawker if you want to go find Suncast it. Suncast is saying it's on TMZ. It's on TMZ. Son of a bitch. Anthony Weiner. He pretty much this guy's got the uh, the most famous white Weiner that we know about. And by the way, is Arnold Schwarzenegger not fucking loving Anthony Weiner right now? Because Have we heard about Arnold in the last couple nope. days? I haven't heard about Arnold him. who? Arnold's, uh, you know what? I can go to Cabo and bank some freaking preteens if I want. I don't care. Anthony Weiner's got the scope. Is now. that his rationale? Anthony Weiner's got the conch. <laughs> oh, is A-Rod down in Miami because of his breakup with Cameron? No, A-Rod's down in Miami because he's tapping some old Cameron Diaz pussy. By the way, as I mentioned on last week's show, I'd bang a praying mantis before I bang Cam- Cameron Diaz. Although, you know what? Michael Jackson's dead right now is a better looking woman than Cameron Diaz. So A-Rod really needs to step it up. Oh, This is the girl? Oh, she's kind of hot. No, she's not. She's sort of hot. Ugh. She's MySpace hot. She's something hot. You wouldn't jerk to that on a fucking down night? I no. Would. I would. Why not? She kind of has like a... She has like an old woman face. She's 26. 
So she has like an old woman face. Play the fucking shots. Show me the shots, Rocket is broad. What's her see name? Wiener's hot shots. I don't want to see Wiener's hot shots. I want to see the broad. Oh, I thought it was going to show her. Oh, that's her. There he is. She is not that attractive. No, she's not that attractive. But you know that kind of girl. Well, can, how did her photos get out? That girl can land in because somebody found out her name and went on Facebook or something. Yeah, she, Ew. she is not that hot. She's a normal looking chick. She's uh, uh not that. Uh, is Wiener is Wiener a narcissist? Because is he going? Oh, is after, he pulling an Arnold? Is he pulling an Arnold where he what, he dates normal looking chicks and they get you know so excited to talk to him because he's a congressman and this and that and the other thing? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you got to imagine all these guys are narcissists. You know what I mean? Ugh. I don't get. I don't get the way people. I don't understand. Yossi stripped the 2004 national championship. Huh? Yeah. There's something going on in my West Virginia Mountaineers, too. Yeah, you realize they suck? No, there's like uh, the coach, like the coach now has only got a year left, and then the coach I'm waiting is going to coach with him. So the wife calls in to a West Virginia radio station, you know, only using her first name. Okay. And says that the coach I'm waiting is an alcoholic and uh, brings up all these incidences. In the past six months where this guy, the coach in waiting, has been booted out of casinos, hotels, golf courses, this and that and the other thing because he's a drunk. And every time he goes to these places, he gets liquor, liquored up and gets thrown out because he's you know unruly. Huh. So pretty much painting the new coach, which is going to take over for the existing coach, uh, as an alcoholic. And why are you giving this job to wow. an alcoholic? So now the existing coach, if this is found out to be true, uh, Coach Stewart, who's the existing coach of West Virginia, is going to get fired from his job because his wife's got a big mouth on the radio. Which now he's going to lose. He's going to lose his 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 you know money that's owed to him, which is what nine hundred thousand dollars a year. They need to bring back Coach Rod, get him back, and then West Virginia is going to be stuck with. A coach that might be a raging alcoholic <laughs> who can't function in, in normal businesses or resorts or whatever. This is great. I actually would love to have Coach Rod back. He's not doing shit. Yeah. Or, or just follow the, the Rutgers. I'm not going to Scarlet. No. What are they? Scarlet, Scarlet Knights? <laughs> what is with uh, TMZ? Apparently, the. the we got to do a break because we got to call uh, oh. Steve O. Oh, so we'll do a break. We'll come back and we'll call Steve O and see if we can get him on the horn and talk about his new book, uh, Professional Idiot, a memoir. It comes out tomorrow. This is former Governor Elliot Spitzer. And when I'm not listening to Lunatic Radio, I'm banging $5,000 an hour hookers. It's lunaticradio.com. I tell you what, I, I dig the uh, I dig the Lexi Love. I met her at the uh, expo I went to a couple of years ago, and I actually I, I got a bunch of audio for the show. I think when I went there, and the only person I was really nervous in talking to was Lexi. Really, why? Because we kind of knew her. Yeah, hard bit. on while like, you're talking to her. Like we had a, we had a uh, you know we, we knew her a little bit, so I was kind of nervous. We had a rapport already. Yeah, we had a, like a rapport. Oh, yeah, I see. That's so what you, it's called. So a rapport. Wait, because you actually interacted with somebody before, that makes you nervous. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Social problem. I Hello. do. I got him. That's why I like bury myself behind a microphone. And <laughs> we had like a little awkward moment at the end, though. I was like, you were jack- jerking off in front of her. Yeah, I was like, look what I can do. I was like, I was, I was walking by the booth, jerking off. I was like, hey, Lex, check me out. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we, uh, I was leaving and I, and I wanted to say goodbye, right? So oh, I, boy. I went over and I, I, I was like, hey, Lex, I'm leaving. And I, and I shook her hand. And I was like, oh, I'll see you later. Right. And, and Lex goes, are you going back to the hotel? And I was like, no, I'm going back to Long Island. <laughs> like, it, it, threw, it threw me for a loop. Like, I didn't think she was going to respond at all. Like, right, she was just right. going to say, all right, see you later, asshole. <laughs> But she threw like, and I was like, another question came my way. I had no idea what that was. She's actually interacting with me. Yeah, like this isn't supposed to happen. Now you're all, what are you all flustered now? Because you could have hung out with Lexi Love. You and her could have been hanging out at a party. You would have been her guest. I know. And I was, I was single, Kieran. I didn't even have any girlfriend, anything. Yeah, she was just like hanging out with you. She wanted to just invite you to the party. You guys could have been hanging out, having a couple drinks or something. Yeah, could have been shooting shit. Right now, you could have been, you know, you could have been like living the life, you know, out in Vegas or some shit. I could have been uh, helping. Uh, I like how we're like completely making this all. Like, like, I could be helping Lexi right now write her paper. Right, you could have been there right now. You know, she'd be writing her paper, and I'd be uh, getting hammered on the couch. Of course, lights going. How's that paper cover, Lex? <laughs> the LunaticRadio.com show. I will do the fucking spot right now. I am Steve-O, and this is... <laughs> no, dude, I'm Steve-O, and, this, and I am fucking Lunatic Radio, dude. It's LunaticRadio.com. Now back to the show. LunaticRadio.com. What up, everybody? LunaticRadio.com show. Kirok hanging out with you. Hover.com. Log on to Hover.com. Type in promo code Loon to save 10% off your next domain name purchase. Yeah, we love the Hover.com. Email us at the show, LunaticRadio.com. Trickle hotline, 206-202-LUNA. That's 206-202-5666. We're going to uh, try to get a hold of Steve-O and talk about his new book. Coming out tomorrow. Drops June 7th. Called Professional Idiot, a memoir. Uh, he's in town to do, I'm sure, a bunch of uh, publicity. He's just flying in right now. He's getting off a plane at one of the airports in New York, and uh, we're going to try to grab him as he's getting his bags, literally. <laughs> he just got off a plane like 20 minutes ago, so, so try let's, let's give it a shot. And see we're if we calling can... Steve-O. Yeah, we're, we're requesting. How about them, Apple? We're told to call Steve-O to see if we can get him on the horn. What internet shows get to do this? Yeah, I wonder if we're going to get a voicemail. Do you want to leave a message? Yes. You should. You should say something funny. Three ringy dingy. Should I get my soundboard up? Four ringy dingy. Hello? Steve-O. Yeah, dude. Hey, it's uh, the LunaticRadio.com show. Q Rock, hanging out. Hell yeah, man. How's it going, guys? Are we allowed to swear and all that stuff? Fuck yeah. Absolutely. All right. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, you, dude. you just got off a flight. How you doing? I did, yeah. I'm doing great, man. You know, I just um, I had my my uh, the, my bio air on the biography channel tonight, and uh, I, I just was just on the phone with a friend who uh, watched it, and 
I don't know. It's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> like kind of like that. Uh, like like that. They had that documentary on MTV about my about my downward spiral. Yeah. And I just couldn't. I couldn't watch that, you know. But the same boxes of like, crazy shit, like I handed over to the anti-biography people, and um, so I was like just kind of like uncomfortable about it. But it sounds like it came out pretty good. It's cool. Oh, that's cool. You you gave yeah, you gave MTV the same material that. I mean, you gave A&E the same material you get to NTV, and they produce something yeah, totally different. Yeah. That's odd. That's a wealth of fucking embarrassing footage. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. aren't you kind of used uh, to it by now? I mean, I, am, I, am I what? Are you, are you used to it by now, or, or are you comfortable? Obviously, you said I, you... I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, like, you know, like, pretty comfortable, like, going about my, my, my life, but... Um, I don't watch that stuff, man. You know, I never watched that Demise and Rise documentary. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, I watched it, like, early on. I saw a, uh, a rough draft of it. And, um, and and I just, like, like, I remember after watching it, like, all I could think about was getting high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, like, you know, seeing that footage of me doing drugs and shit, just, like, it was like I could take. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I could imagine. Did we just lose him? Is he still there? You there, Steve-O? We lost him. Way to go, Kieran. I don't know. He went somewhere. He fell into the abyss. That was like a phone call with Steve-O. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> really? It was going to cut out? Cell phone? Come on. Oh, he's in... I wonder what airport he's in. Probably GSK. He's in New York. We should have got him here. He just got off a flight. So? We, got him. we fucking hire a limo for like an hour or two. Well, you want to try to get him back? Should I get him back? Should I call him again? He'll, he won't call here? He might call here. He might not. I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, it's we, your should, call. We, we should try calling him. We want the interview, right? All right. All right. Who, who, who does he care for calling into our show? He's doing Howard Stern tomorrow. Yeah, but he could be doing our show tonight. Oh, yeah. He just he should have been here. We should have got him a limo. Fucking take it out of the uh, donation pot. Yeah, dude. Sorry, guys, man. I got AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> I know the struggle. You would think in the middle of fucking New York City that you could get a goddamn signal. Yeah. Fuck no, AT&T sucks dick. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> our, <laughs> there goes that sponsorship with them. Uh, anyway, man, I, I'm happy to talk to you guys, man. Like, uh, I'm, I'm super stoked I got my book coming out, dude. Yeah, tomorrow. It's really, it's really reckless, man. I, 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 nothing's off limits in my book, man. Not even the time that tranny sucked my dick in D.C. <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on a second. All right, I was just going to ask you about what, you know, what are you doing? Obviously, you're doing a lot of press in New York about the book, which drops tomorrow. But then you bring up this fact that a tranny gave you a blowjob in some city. What is that about? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I, it's a completely true story, too, man. Like, um, I was told that this individual, I was really drunk, you know? Mm. And it looked like a hot chick to me. And, um... The, the the person like I was told that the the, the this hot looking person uh, was a hermaphrodite or had hit, had been a hermaphrodite right. who had like who had the male bits surgically removed so like male and female but they surgically removed the male bits so like all that was left over was female and I was like cool I can totally rock that you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know above everything else I remember feeling like this individual was like 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 deeply troubled, you know, and like like even sad, you know, and like 
don't want this person to be sad. I wanted them to feel like worthy of affection. And and so like basically what I'm trying to tell you is that um letting that dude suck my dick was really a, an act of selfless generosity and benevolence, you know, on my part. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, it was like me doing the right thing, you know. You you literally gave a uh, charity bang, kinda to a guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? Yeah, it was like I let you know, and I said I almost like like they literally quoted my book right there too, and like, um, you know, I I, I also have to point out that I've had sex with plenty of chicks that looked way more like dudes than that dude did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It, 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 well, yeah. it, well, it, you knew obviously she had she had the, the, the or he had the female parts. I, I heard I heard that there was a like some plastic prosthetic vagina going on that was off limits. The fake tits were fine, you know. <laughs> but I'll tell you, you'd expect a dude to give a better blowjob than that. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, when it was also over and said and done, what, what was going through your head at that moment? You, were, you, were you down on yourself? I, you know, I wasn't down on myself at all, man. I remember it pretty well. It was 2003. I was—I uh, just done a big show. Um, I'm hanging out with. It was like you know, like. I just felt like I was just making someone, like, happy, you know? And, like, uh, <laughs> I, it just didn't seem that gnarly. You know, I later found out that the hermaphrodite story, like, was not even true to begin with. Like, uh, it was just a full-on tranny, you know? And, like, and, and I remember, like, not telling anybody about it, you know? I was, like, kind of real uncomfortable with it. And then, like, like, uh, like I don't know, like, months or years later... We're going through New Zealand, and in the van, I, I start giggling in the back seat, and then I go, "Did I ever tell you guys about this one time?" <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> you know, like if, if I ever say that to the guys, you know, from Jackass, like, and then that that's like that means that it's about to be like an earth-shattering, like, uh, revelation, you know, like because uh, because I'm the kind of guy like as soon as something comes to my mind. I've already said it, you know? Yeah. Like, for me for me to, like, withhold something and, like, keep something secret, like, it's so difficult for me that for me to pipe up with, hey, did I ever tell you about this one time? Means that it is so horrifyingly bad <laughs> that, uh, that, you know, and it's only been a few times, but, the, yeah, the tranny blowjob was definitely one of those cases. <laughs> so he felt so guilty on his insides about the... The tranny thing, he yeah. had to admit it. <laughs> you know yeah, what? I mean, I, not, I'm not guilty, but uh, but just um, like you didn't you didn't want yeah, anybody else to find out without it coming out of your mouth, right? And uh, nobody necessarily would have, but it just took me uh, it took me a considerable amount of time to become comfortable with it. You know, <laughs> I know that I, I can only imagine like my dad. My dad read my book. And didn't didn't he did not mention it? He, said, uh, he kind of said in passing that there are a lot of things that uh, that that um, he obviously didn't like, but that uh, he's just glad that they're in the past. <laughs> Dude, I got to so imagine funny, when you when your father went across that part of the book, he's going, "I, you know I, what? I uh, I should not read this, but I am going to." Yeah, different people have different different reactions to it. You know, like. Um, Knoxville was talking about, you know, he said, hey, you know, there could be some, some 
potential future Mrs. O's perusing through this book, are you really sure that you want to include the story about, like, uh, the, the, like the Bukaki story? <laughs> you know, like, where, uh, like, I, I was at Terry Richardson's studio, and, um, I, uh, uh, Terry Richardson photographed me ejaculating all over this girl's face as she was on her knees giving me, giving me a blowjob. I'm coming off her, her face while pulling her hair and a gun's pointing at her head. And, uh, and I felt like it was important to include that in the story because it was later that same day that I met this, uh, this um, semi-famous couple. Who, uh, who's mostly famous for beating up flight attendants, but, but she became, like, my girlfriend, and we had, like, this uh, this relationship. And I pointed out, like, given, like, what I was doing, like, just a couple hours before I met her, like, it, you know, it, it's probably not hard to imagine that the relationship didn't work out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, Holy crap. And it's just, like, some, you know, there's, like, like, future Mrs. O's might have some problem with, like, how Canada... I, I talk about, like, the first time I had sex with a hooker, like, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't really, like, ever into the idea of, like, paying for sex, you know? But, like, we went on that gumball rally thing where all, with, like, all the millionaires and, mm -hmm. like, all the, like, the fancy cars and stuff. And, like, I was hanging out with, like, these rich guys. And they, like, called, got these hookers. And, and uh, they just handed me a bunch of money. They're like, yeah, take this hooker to your room and give her this money, you know? And so, like, I was like, oh, you're feeling wild. I bring this hooker to my room. And, uh, and I gave her the money. And then I put on, like, some music, and I was like, hey, can you give me a back rub, right? And this Russian hooker is, like, giving me a back rub, and she goes, this is one expensive back rub. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this, I'm thinking, oh, man, this fucking hooker's making fun of me, man. This is bullshit. And so I fucking, like, strapped on a rubber and humped her. And uh, that was my first. And then, like, I remember we took pictures together afterwards. Like, she, like I cuddled with that hooker, man. Like, like, like I snuggled with her. Like, we, like, uh, and I'm serious about that too. And then we like <laughs> took pictures snuggling together. And uh, you know, and then like um, another hooker story I have in there, which I love to tell, is uh, is about Wild Boys because um, like we uh, whenever like we submitted like a Jackass or a Wild Boys TV show, always we go out of our way to make our, our submission, like, uh, just unacceptable to the censors or whatever, the standards and practices. Right. And I put in, like, we, like, go out of our way to put in shit that we know isn't allowed on TV so that we give them plenty of stuff to feel like they're doing their job. And then, like, when when it comes down to, like, what's, like, maybe okay or maybe not, like, it's like, hey, we gave you that, we gave you that, you know, let us keep this, you know? Like, right, yeah. And um, so, uh, so our last ever Wild Boys trip... Um, our director, Jeff Tremaine, hired two hookers. We were filming this uh, polar bear skit with uh, these polar bear suits. So we got these naked hookers with uh, polar bear heads on, and a couple of us from the crew, including me, <laughs> have, like, the full polar bear suits on with holes cut out, you know? And uh, I'm just straight fucking this Russian hooker on, on the camera so that we can submit a... Uh, so that we can submit the episode to the standards and practices people and have them send us a note like, please remove the polar bear orgy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so great. Hey, man, thanks, brother. Uh, but, yeah, 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 it's me, man. 
Sorry, guys. I'm just getting my hooks. All right, now. All right. Well, well, let me me plug the book. Steve-O, Professional Idiot, a memoir. uh, Out in stores tomorrow, available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and Borders. So go check it out. It it comes out tomorrow. If these stories, if this is just a glimpse of what's in the book, I got to imagine it's going to be a fun read. It's a lot of fun, man. You know, it's like, it's funny. It's, like, tragic. It's sad. It's pitiful. Like, you know, it's a story of a douchebag, and I'm fine. I'm fine admitting that. You know, I'm working on being less of a douchebag today, but uh, you know, it's what it is, man. You know, and um, and what's especially cool is that so many other people get a chance to chime in in their own voice and uh, tell it how that you know, like oh, like you'll be reading a page, and all of a sudden, like you'll say Johnny Knoxville, and you're you're reading him saying it. So like, uh, it's just. I think we did, a, we did a great job on it, man. I'm real stoked for it. And thanks so much for helping me let people know it's out there. Oh, absolutely. Definitely, man. And I, you know what, Steve-O, on the point, you just said, you know, I'm a douchebag, this and that. I don't think people look at you that way because you're a kind guy and you got, you know, you got a brain about you. Even though you do all this crazy stuff, it's, it's at least coming from a guy who's got his wits about him and who's a good guy. Definitely. Well, I appreciate that, man. You know, and uh, I've, got, I've got like a good amount of perspective on, uh, on all the shit that went down. And, uh, you know, whatever, dude. I was like, uh, I was a different guy at certain times, and uh, I, I just call it the way I see it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, All right. I, I, wish you, I wish you the All best right. of luck, Steve. We'll let you go because you just got off a flight from yeah. L.A. I'm sure you got Howard Stern and everybody else to do tomorrow. Yeah. But, uh, uh, by the way, when you see Howard, say hello for us. <laughs> for sure, man. Oh, dude, like, I, like, I'm, I'm going to really raise the bar on creeping that guy out <laughs> on Wednesday morning. Yeah, that'll be cool. All right, Steve-O, good luck oh, with the man. book. Steve-O, professional hey. idiot, a memoir in book in bookstores tomorrow. Thank you, Steve-O. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll Thanks. catch up with you later. All right, man. See you. There goes Steve-O, everybody, just getting off a plane from L.A. to do his big press tour in New York. Wow. We got him first. Look at that. But wow, (laughs) those stories are in that book, dude. That's going to be a good read for you readers out there. Unbelievable. He's been through a lot. And and he's right. I mean, when he says that, you know, I'm a douchebag, this and that. But I don't think the majority of people look at him as a complete douchebag or a dick. Like a douchebag. No. A douchebag's a dick. Like a dicky guy, like you're right. like, yeah, hey, he's a douchebag. Hey, fuck him, you know. But he's a good guy, and he's got he, he's actually a smart dude. So, yeah. it, it, I think people are interested in seeing his book and seeing what he has to say. I think yeah, it sounds I think like he said a fun I, read. I think he's going to do well. And plus, you know, when you when you when you hear him on uh, you know the big shows too, he's you know he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Wasn't well, he on? The, isn't this a big show? Yeah, it's a big show. You know, we're huge. We're, we're big huge. amongst some. We're people. huge in our pants. We're huge in our pants. Yeah. So I got one drunk call. Yeah. I guess we'll uh, play that. And didn't you just get him today? Didn't you just try to contact him today? I booked Steve-O on my way to the studio. Look at that. Look at that. Flexing your uh, booking muscles there, sir. He's the most famous person I have in my cell phone. Really? Yeah. Well, what do you think? Richard Patrick or uh, Steve-O? You got Richard Patrick in your phone? Yep. I texted him a couple months ago. He never got back to me, though. I have Dan Patrick in my phone. You have Dan Patrick in your phone? Yeah. Really? Yep. Let me see it. I don't fuck Dude, me. you don't remember from when I had the house party about a year or so? No, you have years Dan ago? Patrick. And I called so, him drunk? You have Dan Patrick from the Dan Patrick show in yes, yourself. Yes, I even put a picture. I added a picture just so. Yeah, no. Really? I, and my source can validate it. So I got Richard Patrick and Steve-O now and a couple porn stars. I got Lexi Love. Oh, you do? 
And you ever text her in the middle of the night? I got Trina Michaels. You should do that one night. Just like sends like some stray text to her in the middle I've of the night. I've texted Lexi. She gets back to me sometimes. Not like not like sexy. No, I mean stuff. like that. You should do that. Just in the middle of the night. Like throw out something like, uh, hey, what's going on? And see if she responds. And then just work it from there. Work your uh, sexing magic that you do. Imagine that. Let me give that a shot. When she, if, she, if she's in New York. <laughs> why, why, why does she have to be in New York to sext her? Well, Delete the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a single guy it's now. True. I can do what I want. It's true. You know what I mean? Here's Would the, you? What? Lexi? Lexi? I'd hang out with Lexi, definitely. Hang out. I don't know where that will lead. That means he means bone. No, I'm not thinking I'd bone her. I, I never go out with the chick thinking I'm going, I'm going to bone her. That's the difference between me and everybody else. I never, I never. Because you play dumb and then you I don't know. Up. It's not, it's not even like a thing. Somehow your pants like, fall off and like, the next thing you know yeah, they're on Yeah, as a, as a man who wants to get his rocks off, of course, but that's not my goal. Like I, I kind of just like enjoy chilling out with chicks, especially when they're good looking, but I enjoy chilling out with them and, and having some good conversation. If that leads to somewhere, it, you know, good for me and good for her. Right. But you know, I don't, I actually. It's I, gravy. I, it's gravy. I honestly don't do that. I'll be, I'm being completely honest. I'm not fucking bullshitting. Okay. I don't. All right. All right, Wiener. Let's go to the drunk hole. I'll be on my Twitter later sending pictures <laughs> of my cock. If you guys want to follow us at... Uh, what is it? Yeah, Twitter.com slash Lunatic Radio. Please follow us. And uh, Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. Please. You know, um, if I could get a heart on right now, I would take a picture of my hammer and put it on Twitter. Not uh, like naked. Maybe in my boxes. Really? You know, radio show guy can do it. Congressman can't. Here's the Mac Man on Drunk Hole Hotline. 206-202-LUNATS, 206-202-5666. Listeners go out and get hammered. Instead of calling their boyfriends, girlfriends, moms, and dads, husbands, or wives, uh, they call us with the drunken ramblings. We only got one this week, so here's the Mac Man. What the fuck's up, motherfuckers? This is fucking Mac Man and shit. We are partying. It is Whitney's birthday. That's right. And you motherfuckers can fucking kiss my ass. Well, that's not nice. First of all, I want to give you something for the coop. What's up? This is another fucking coop. That's right. all I got, man. Sorry. The, coop, uh, the coop's got nothing for you. Radio Sucks. fucking gold right there. What do you got, Whitney? It's my birthday. And you will... Motherfucking Whitney's birthday, damn it! Do a DP if you want to. Why do we ever get to fight the parties like folks. this? I don't know. Macman has a blast, though. Whenever he does his calls in, he's always at a party with his friends. His friends seem jolly. Seem like they love the Miller Light and NASCAR. I love going. I love those types of people. Uh, this just in Suncast out in Detroit. He'll take a picture of his hammer and post it. Do it, Suncast. That's uh, that's the resident laugh track. Detroit Cock City. That's what they call oh, it. Oh, look at you. You raise your eyebrows. Like, look what I just did. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Come on, Suncast. That's so not sexy, especially... Well, we've talked about this, Anna, Anna Ferris, back in our chat room, by the way. Um, by the way, can you make Scary by the way, Five? What? No. You said that last time we were I know. Still doing the jokes. Keep them, keep them going. People haven't heard them. By the way, I'm airing... We're talking about... <laughs> I'm bouncing on my studio chair to air my balls out. Oh, uh, we talked about some women don't like the 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 the, no. the look of the the, the twig and berries. A, a, a dick is just not an appealing thing. No. They do not, you know, when you're in the room and you're about to, you know, throw it inside, then they... That's different. They like it. They don't like a picture of it. 
They'd they like much the, rather have a picture of like yeah, your shirt off or something it's like that. that onion scent that the. Uh, I, mean, I don't even think they like that. I don't even think they. No, care. I don't think so. I don't think chicks care about seeing a guy sending semi or even naked pictures of himself. I don't think they care one iota, even if they're totally digging you and into you and crushing on you. I don't think they care. Well, unless you have like a really tiny weenie. No, but I just I don't think they care in general. Men care way more. Like, well, those women pictures would care weird. if you have a really like the form, you know, man. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying they don't get aroused by it. I don't get aroused by it. I don't yeah. think. I don't think if you drop your pants. Like, I don't Ooh. think it helps your situation anymore, whether or not you get in the panties. I think the girls have that decided by, you know, you know, certain point of conversation. That's what that's what that's what wins it for women is the conversation. I think so, or you know, some sort of funny innuendo type thing. Like I want to fuck the shit out of you. Well, that's not much of an innuendo. It's yeah, more no, direct. Yeah, pretty much right to the point. <laughs> there's, no, there's no beating around the bush. By the way, I'm fucking the shit out of somebody. It's fucking disgusting. Don't do that. No, you never want to do that. Don't fuck the shit. If, Why would you want shit coming out of somebody? If there has ever you? been something that you know we would suggest you not do on the show. Mm. We've done a lot of stupid things on the show. Never fuck the shit out of somebody. Don't, how do you even do that? I mean, I don't even want to know the process of going yeah. about fucking the shit yeah. out of somebody. Somehow, digestively speaking, like, do you put a spoon on the in your hammer, stick it in your ass, just shoveling it out, shoveling something out? Like you know, you're moving. You know, when you got a big snow and the plows plowing your driveway. Trying to remove that snow by the end of the driveway. Is that a bomb, Rock? What? A bomb? A bomb? I was you, making oh, like a shoveling oh, sound. Oh, I thought you were saying I'm bombing. No, 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 no. I know you have a good point. You're setting. You're creating the visual for people. Why the fuck is Alex Rodriguez banging Cameron Diaz? That really pisses me off. I don't know. Cause Cause ask that guy because he can. I mean, yeah, but why is he? He could do so much better. He could have four Scarlett Johansons. Four of them. I, Alex Rodriguez has, he's, by the way, he's a fucking, he plays, he hits fourth for the Yankees, plays third for the Yankees. That's me. I'm not saying, whatever, but it's still, he's the most, highest paid player in Major League Baseball, yet he's banging a girl who's literally should be in the Amazon climbing a tree and painting herself green. <laughs> she's not human. Yeah, she's kind of, you know, who's worse? Cameron Diaz or Zellweger? <laughs> I knew you were going Zellweger. <laughs> of course you did. Jesus Christ. You know what? I, if I had a choice between Renee Zellweger or Cameron Diaz. Oh, lemon face. I'm getting fucking lit up. <laughs> I'm turning the lights off and the first person I walk into. That's the one I'm fucking. Really? You're just going to roll the dice? I'm blindfolding myself. So there's the no blind lights. taste test? Yeah. Oh, Zellweger. Ugh. Ugh. But what about so then, Cameron? You're saying didn't that fucking dude from Hangover bang uh, Zellweger? Galifianakis? No, the guy who was like the good fucking looking dude. Oh, really? Yeah, he was banging Zellweger. What the fuck are you doing? Wait, posted. No one bangs a girl in prestige. <laughs> is that is that like some sort of fact? I, when they got together? That, that I don't know what is his name. Uh, the guy from the Hangover is a good looking guy. The chicks like him now. He was dating Zellweger for a while. And when I saw that, I was like, there's no way that's lasting because she's not hot enough for him. And I'm not trying to be fucking gay like, uh, you know, fucking AJ Hammer on the HLN commenting on celebrity dating shit. But I'm just saying I looked at it and I, it, the impression I got is like, no way that's going to last because he can bang anything in the world. Right. And she's way not, not even close to any things that she could get. And I'm saying, what I was just saying is, his her prestige is not enough. 
her great acting skills and her being an Oscar nominee or whatever the fuck she is, no way is that going to keep that dick from traveling to other pussies. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, by the way, uh, John uh, posted his uh, hammer. I just retweeted it. <laughs> that's a good one. Though. That's that's Detroit humor. It's kind of an oldie. Oh, really? He's yeah, it old school. And he's got a black head. Weird. Well, good job, Suncast. Oh, uh, so Anna says. Uh, so here's a woman's perspective on what they look for in a guy. Like immediately, you know, off the just quick. It's uh, personality first, then great eyes, then nice arms. Last would be the package. Wow, no stability in there. I gotta, I gotta beat this, bro. <laughs> What is what was wrong? You with would that? think stability would be the first one. Stability, yeah, like stability. Stability, like the guy. Stable. How do you figure out stability in like the first but, hour? Even well, you know, all right. You I got, mean, outside of like a like a Tourette's uh, thing, you're talking initial thing, An initial. That's what I said. Oh, all right, I, I thought I said. I'm sorry if I didn't, but all right, yeah. What was she saying? Fucking good personality, personality great eyes, nice arms. So, you, so you're gonna date a, a, a fucking. Yeah, whatever. If I can interject before you were to say anything, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, Staten Island is uh, working his magic. Oh, I'm sure he's laid the plumbing in that. <laughs> he's routed that. I hate to take stuff with the chat room, but ch- the chat room is public domain. Hmm. She said something about, uh, oh, you coming, oh, not to, yet, not yet. coming to Florida? Like, give me a call sometime. He's like, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> Um, he's a funny. He's a funny guy. So Johnny's trying to bang Anna first, and then first yeah. is uh, all about it. Well, she was on. She called in not too many shows ago. Yeah, actually, I, w- I want to go back to that. And you kept on good. doing the whole scream nonsense. Very over funny. And over again. <laughs> Doesn't Anna Ferris have a good daughter I can date? What isn't she like twenty seven eight? No, Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. No. Or am I not thinking of the right person? Yeah, Anna Ferris. She was in uh, the Maxim Top One Hundred, right? Blonde hair. She's known John since she was 15, and they're good friends. But doesn't she have a daughter who's like 24 or something like that? Yeah. I think so. She can play for my team. Oh, spring. I'm a good dude, other than on the air. Anna Ferris. Let's see how old she is. <laughs> That's not the Anna Ferris we're talking to. No, it's not. That's not her daughter. 76. She's older than me. and wait, Older than you? Oh, Anna Ferris is, Anna Ferris is older than me. No, she's a, no. she's a little bit younger. She's 20. Perfect. I'm, John, book a flight. We'll be on uh, it's South. actually technically a little old for Karen, but. You know. <laughs> no, no, it's in the, in the it's, ballpark. It's in, it's in the driving range, more like. <laughs> Teed up. <laughs> Movies, popcorn. Who knows? <laughs> I am probably older than you both, so. We can do like a mother daughter thing. Oh, that'd be cute. Right in the middle. Anna and John and you and the daughter? No, I'm talking me and the mom. Oh! (laughs) I'm right in the middle. Yeah, right. 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 I'm like a buffet for you two. (laughs) A little one. If you're not hungry. It's like a bunch of spring rolls. I'm all d'oeuvres. I'll be all all d'oeuvres for the Ferris family. You'll be what? All d'oeuvres. All d'oeuvres? Can you spell all d'oeuvres? All (laughs) d'oeuvres. The bears. <laughs> She's leaving for the Coast Guard. Really? I'll put a halt to that. <laughs> it's coming in from the chat room. Karen's going to set his anchor. 
You're damn right. <laughs> These all day. Deep. Deep anchor. That's the name of a movie waiting to happen. Some fucking shitty porn, a deep anchor. And then it'll be a deep anchor 15. Horse. You know, within four days. Deep anchor. John's all being nice and I'm fucking just laying it. Well, he doesn't have anything. I know. I, I, I'm, God, yeah. We saw pictures, aren't they? Really, they're both like, there's a good looking family, right. the whole family. They have the good genes. The, the, the Ferris family's uh, fucking happy. The Ferris is the Ferris eye. I hope there isn't a Mr. Ferris because I'm going off by my commentary. Well, the radio. fact that uh, John's planning to take a trip down there. Oh, right. Nice. <laughs> what kind of house they got? They got a pool, Johnny? What do we got? What do we got going down in the Ferris family down there? What do you mean? Her jeans are quite nice. Oh, she said jeans, but she spelled the jeans J-E-A-N-S, like the to, pants. You have to take those off. I don't really care about the jeans. Well, that's, you can't. You shouldn't say things like that. Why not? You need to be respectful. Who's that? You. Oh. You need to be respectful. Hot tubbing in a pool. That's what she's saying right now in the chat room. Oh, right? she, now she's... now she's. <laughs> you got palm trees on that yard? I can't go in a hot tub without a palm tree. I think she's sending you the Evite to her. Take the Barazano and be there and fuck. Oh no, you know Kieran's gonna be hitting you up on Facebook later. They got a they got a yes we do coming in from Aaron Ferris. Johnny, you better beat me there, because I'm gonna get the whole family. <laughs> oh my god. That's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's gonna be one of them pornos I just watched recently. Do you realize? Oh, God. I just, for some reason, I just had this awful visual of you, and you're facing one way, and you're doing your thing, and then you just kind of do, wait a minute, and you just turn around, and then the other chick's there, and you start doing your thing there. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. My head would fall off. I'm going to go, I need coffee right now. <laughs> coffee I, I got to go, time out, chicks. Coffee gotta, and dip time. Time out. There's two. I'm banging a family here. This is weird. I, can we make some coffee first? Let's have coffee. You right? need to slow it down a little bit. Let's negotiate what's going to happen here. You need to pace it out. Yeah. So get a pot of coffee yeah. going. So who's first? You want to draw straws? <laughs> oh, it's all. She says it's all in good fun. Yeah, until Karen shows up. <laughs> right. It's all business. It's all business and dirty talking happens. <laughs> all my shitty innuendos come right out. You're all at the dinner table. You got the coffee and it's steaming out of the cup. I have a book of innuendos and I'll just read them off. Like, does this one work for you? Yeah, you just like you just like give the sh- nodding or the shaking of the head. Like, does it work? No, yeah, no. Fucking the shit out of you. Does that work? Who's that work for? Where's your hand? <laughs> you look up both of them. Anybody? <laughs> oh, you couldn't handle one of us, let alone both. Oh, don't even get me started, Floridian. What? This is what I do as I'm banging. Oh, oh, if I'm banging one of them in one of their rooms. Okay, all right, very well. All right, I would say this. Oh, keep it moving. I'm in next. <laughs> Get yourself all worked up. I'll be there in about five minutes. Get that coffee going. <laughs> Brew me up a cup of coffee. Yeah, you know, you know, you need to be brewing over there. What? What should she be brewing? Pussy. <laughs> Daddy's getting hungry. Why do you have a megaphone? You really love that megaphone. I'm going to need it when I go to the Ferris house. Why? You can't just... Is it that big of a house? You can't Maybe just, they have an intercom where I can just hit the intercom button and go... To whoever. Mama Ferris, daughter Ferris, whichever one. 
I'm not banging at the moment. <laughs> uh, just give me five minutes over there. Put on some entourage or something. <laughs> Get the mood going. <sighs> oh, they're Spanish. That means they can cook. <laughs> what is, is this a resort or were you? This is great. You can have paella. Oh, no, but you'll, you'll eat chicken fingers and fries. You know what the hell? To eat? You wouldn't be leading. Yeah, but Spanish style. <laughs> Spanish chicken fingers. <laughs> El finger de polo. Oh, they're full service. Pollo? They're full service. What does that mean? Where, where is this house? No wonder why John's calling her tomorrow. Why don't you guys have webcams throughout the house right now so we can log on? You know what's funny? If she would have called in right now, it, you would just be silent. You'd just be like... You know what? We might have to uh, do a verbal uh, negotiation. Who's first? Oh, really? Set up contracts? I might bang. Oh? Just based on the bed. Who's got the better bed? Oh, that's a good question. I would probably say the mother does. The mother, so she'll go first. Why? Why do you want to do that first? Don't you want to relax? Nah, because if I pull my back out, I need a comfortable bed. Right. So you've been doing all that, like that, that. That you know, running and like lifting crap, and my back's kind of. But wouldn't you want tight. that second? Because then you're not going to get up after the second one. No, but I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to injure myself, so I need the softer bed. Oh, so but I'm, what if you injure yourself on the like second the hammer. bed? I like the I like the little hand like clapping your hands a lot. No, like oh, fist to her. No, when I get that rhythm going. Oh, okay. I go. How do you like that? Oh, she says he won't get up after the first. Well, are you calling your? <laughs> how do you know how your daughter does in bed? Well, I'm sure she. Mrs. I mean, it's the same jeans, so I'm sure you know. You guys wear the same jeans. Nice. <laughs> I know what you're getting at, but <laughs> I just bombed right there. Let's just let that one go. <sighs> I should give the Ferris family my number. Like we just negotiate. Yeah, set up the negotiations, yeah. I'll be like Anthony Weiner, just send pictures of my suit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is she saying? Actually, we can. He won't get up to the first. What if your daughter... Oh, they can't fit in the same jeans. Oh, so what if your daughter's the first? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, really. What does her comment mean? They wear the same jeans. He won't yeah. get up... I, I guess she's assuming... She, because... She, she has the better bed. The mother has the better bed. Mm. So you said you would do that first. So she's saying you would get up after the but first. But what if I flip the switch when I get there and go, both of you in the same bed? <laughs> well, that, that's... Would you do that, Anna Ferris? very... Wait, Mama Anna Ferris, would you do that if, like, in a... Yeah, I wonder if she would. That's something. That's exactly <laughs> like the porno I just watched. <laughs> um, no. Um, no. <laughs> All right, you can separate rooms. It's fine. Make some coffee and some chicken fingers. I'll be there in a second. Coffee, chicken fingers, and a mother-daughter sexcapade. Perfect. Perfect. I like that. I like uh, Shilish Joe asked in the Field of Dreams, is this heaven? <laughs> oh, she'll make some brownies, too. Oh, God. Karen's going to Florida. Fuck yeah. Where do you think they're at? Fort Lauderdale? Tallahassee. What do you think? Tallahassee, no. Kinky bros like this? I'll say closer towards uh, Orlando. Mm. The Lando greater... Fort Pierce? Shit. Fort Pierce? What the fuck is that? It's in like the middle. 
Oh, by the way, Andrew just got got into the chat room. Apparently, he went to some party tonight with for my damn channel. Um, remember them? They were at the expo, Karen. <laughs> you looked at me with a blank face, like who the fuck are these? People? That Andrew Breitbart guy who broke the fucking uh, the the you know the cockpits of the congressman. He was at Black World. I didn't I know. fucking realize until out, today. Essentially. Until I saw him on CNN. Leave it to us to essentially walk out on a guy who who is was, so newsworthy. Was like the new, most newsworthy person on CNN today, other we, than Anthony Weiner. We walked out of him out of just pure boredom. He was the most boring dude, but he was riveting on CNN today i just want to know why we didn't get invited to this party although we had to do a show tonight well who was there at the fucking party john you can come and eat mine anytime what does that mean i thought i was in there all right john take the take the take the mom i'll take the daughter it's fine i don't think you're complaining i seriously don't want uh if the john gets done with her you know that guy's like he's from staten island he fucking he you know what? What are you trying There's to say? A whole new plumbing system in there. When I, if he goes before me, you mean it'd be tough? It'd be. Uh, it wouldn't be as uh, satisfying. You're saying? Nah, John's like a fucking monster. <laughs> Guy gets in there. He's got Godzilla dick. He's singing fucking '80s tunes as he's banging away. On skinny, pop, 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 blew me away. Yeah. On skinny, pop, 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 all night and day. Yeah. Where where is this this humor like for the past three hours? Unskinny Bob, nothing more the same. <laughs> As he blows his load, of course. All right, I'm done. Where is it? Let me see if I can get it right here. Just wasting time. Actually, we can go home at any point. We really could. Hi, my name's John. I'm from Staten Island, man. Are you Anna Ferris? Want to get to the beefing? Here's my cat. Come have fun at Sharky's. The bar is open. To get my drift. And that's why I kill you first. Oops, sorry. That's my gun. <laughs> By the way, if I'm at the if if I'm at the Ferris household and Unskinny Bob is playing and I hear that from the other room, I'm leaving. Really? Who's the juggernaut bitch? And I got a bitch with. Well, that's not nice to say, Johnny. That's Mrs. Ferris. Oh, you know what? You don't want to hear. You've got triple H. Well, that's what she's gonna have. Oh, come on! Whoops. I'm hitting the gun button. <laughs> Why do you get all gun sound effects? There's, there's Johnny's boner after he pops on Viagra. This Cialis is the best. I've had an erection for four hours. Fuck the doctor. I'm ready to go again. I have a uh, warehouse full of cops. Well, that would be what I would say to the daughter to impress her. Right. <laughs> just in case she gets That's your lead in line? Just in case she gets bored of my cock. I go, I got a warehouse full of these motherfuckers, so we go all night. You like this one? Yeah. Let's go to aisle two. You ever hear the song Detachable Penis? 
She says no because she's too young. Right. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not with. Alright, we're done. I'm nauseous with the fucking. Have a solo. I'm skinny Bob. I'll leave with the solo. CC. Alright. Alright, I guess we're done. Alright, thank you, people. Uh, Alright, Tampa area. Alright, that's good. <laughs> I can see uh, Yankee Spring Training games. Oh, there you go. Oh, the minor league What's system. It? You know, the farm system. Alright, making your. Uh... Oh, my, uh, yeah. Alright. Hotties of the week. Do you want to fuck me? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, yes. have some. How do you want me? Hot is a week time, everybody. This is when we pick a chick from an old and Terry Deemer. Hot is week pointless segment, but we do each and every week. That's how we end the show. Emails to the show with the name of Chicken Reason. I'll read them on the air. I'll post them live in the chat room. Thank you to Hover.com. Hover.com, everybody. Log on to Hover.com. Type in the promo code Loon. Save 10% on your next domain name purchase. No tricks, no upselling. Hover.com. Love those motherfuckers. Promo code Loon. L U M. Rock, who's your hot of the week? Oh. Theron. Therese Theron. Who? Therese Theron? Really? You remember her? Why? What's wrong with her? What's wrong with her? I'll go with, uh... I'll go with the Ferris family. I was watching a recent... Florida. I was watching a recent episode of Arrested Development, and she was on it. Mr. F. Nothing? No. Got uh, all right, anybody else? Awesome Anna coming in from John. Right. Way to way to way to plant the seed there, Johnny boy. Oh, thanks to Larry Meistrich. Yes, thank you, Larry. Calling to the I program right now. Uh, new casting opportunities for the Kimball Walker draft party. Log on to ScreamTestPod.com to check that out. And in August, there'll be a new uh, New York boot camp featuring uh, Larry. Yes, Meistrich. Yes, if you're a filmmaker. Shut's going on that. Steve-O, thank you for getting off a plane and calling us today uh, on his book tour tomorrow in Manhattan. And all this week, his, his book comes out tomorrow. It's called The Professional Idiot, a memoir by Steve-O. Did a fine job on a radio program tonight. Steve-O, go check out his book. It's available on Amazon.com, Borders, and uh, the other, all the major bookstores it's available. So right. go check it out. You guys will be making some cash in the next couple weeks. So good stuff. All right. Thank you, everybody, for checking out the program. Thank, thank you. Thank you to the GF2 Network. Thank Love them you. motherfuckers, too. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you man. to Johnny Boy. John Boy with the uh, Island. entertainment. Thank you to Anna and Anna's daughter, the Ferris family. We love them from Tampa.